and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to notice a very smaller, different panel. Unfortunately, we had most of the actual Xbox Factor Podcast panel have to take the day off for different reasons. VJ is under the weather. Pong Soul had to go into work. Josh and 64 Josh had something to do also. Uh, and Mav, it just it just so happens that we, you know, we, everyone had real life stuff. But folks, we have an incredible show for you because we have two people that really don't need an introduction, but we'll get one nonetheless that are uh, that are here today to talk Xbox. One of which is making his debut appearance on Double Barrel Gaming, in, um, Infinite Umbra. What's going on, brother? Welcome, finally, man. We've seen you on your podcast. We've seen you in the community. It's great to have be working with you today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, boom. I'm feeling great, actually. Um, and happy to be here to chop it up with you guys. Uh, first time actually being on with Boxenberg and, and uh, King, the King. And, um, you know, it, I got to correct one thing, though. I was on one of your uh, podcasts. Yeah, you. Were, I think you were on, you might have been on uh, Breakfast with Boom once before, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, uh, very happy to be back. Return. Yeah, absolutely. Love your program. I love what you, you know, what you do for the community as well. That's very kind of you to say, but it's great to work with you, brother, and love what you do. Don't sell yourself short. You, you're constantly tweeting. You're one of the, uh, the the positive ones in the community, and that's what this community wants, needs, and looks forward to. Negativity is so easy to do to sell your brand, and you don't do that, and I and I, and I love that about you. Uh, but listen, we're going to get into these topics momentarily. Let's welcome back Lord King Crocs, also known as King David. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's wearing their Crocs. And I have at least four to five different personalities. So don't worry, I can add the rest of them for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, it's 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 great. It's great to have you here. And Crocs, from what I understand, I've never worn them. They are very comfortable. Um, oh, and, let, me, uh, let me tell you something, Boom. First of all, I'm starting a revolution. And uh, where I was at I, I on vacation it. this weekend, um, there was a Crocs store. I had a whole thing planned. I could have went inside the Crocs store because I was going to go inside the Crocs store, you know, and, and just take some pictures and just be act a fool. Uh, but boom, they are so comfortable. I convinced my wife to try them. She's like, oh, they're so ugly. I said, well, just try them. Try them. She tried them. She hasn't taken them off since. I believe it. <laughs> oh, I cannot. Comfortable. Uh, I can confirm. They are comfortable. I have them as, as shoes for my backyard. For so when we go outside, I yep. they are very comfortable. Man. Yeah. No, listen. It, it, you gotta have comfortable kicks. That's For me, right. it's Skechers. I like. I, I love the Skechers. That that's my brand. I I'm, I'm gonna that. flip you over. Don't worry. Pause. Listen, I have no problem wearing uh, so my feet. But see, you gotta my feet are huge, so it would look me very too. awkward. Me too. I was size thirteen. Boom, yeah, me come too, on, King. Man. Me too. I'm hey, size thirteen. It's ridiculous. You only add into my my thought that we might be cousins, King. I'm, I'm a size thirteen. <laughs> Listen, I, like I told you before, we all come from the same plantation. Don't worry about it. We all <laughs> exactly, oh exactly. <laughs> but listen, ladies uh, and gentlemen, welcome to the Crocs podcast. <laughs> we better get a sponsorship, damn it. Um, we better. We better some Crocs that says "Breakfast with Boom" on it, and you can oh. in the, the, X, the Xbox Fact the podcast. Yo, listen, I'm, I'm working. I'm working here. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, listen, it's great to have you here today, brother. Uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time to hang out. But uh, let's welcome in Boxenberger. Boxenberger, welcome back to the program, brother. Uh, glad to have you here. We got some big, big topics and some big opinions to go along with those topics that some people might actually find a little disturbing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have some controversial topics here today, and I can't wait to talk about them. It's always awesome to be on a podcast with Lord King Crocs um, <laughs> and um, Infinite Umbra. Uh, it's awesome. We have played Halo before, yeah, but we haven't been on a podcast together. So I'm looking forward to it. And like you said, boom, um, we have some big topics. So let's get right to it. Well, you know what, folks? First of all, let me welcome in. There's already 100 people here, which is amazing. Uh, to have that many people here before the, where even in through the intros is is, is extremely humbling. Uh, we are always very, very thrilled that people find what we say relevant enough that you guys and gals turn, tune in each for each show. And, of course, I do four live shows. Uh, this week, it's only three. Uh, we are doing today's Xbox Factor podcast. I am doing tomorrow night's primetime gaming. And we are shifting uh, Friday's Breakfast with Boom over to Thursday, same time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Friday is Mrs. Boom's and I, 22nd wedding anniversary. So we're going to nice. um, you know, take the weekend off, have some family over, and just kind of chill. So Breakfast with Boom, Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, those are going to be your three shows for this week. But I do, I, you know, King and Umbra and and Boxenberger. I, I got I got to open up with with a with a, a, a semi controversial topic. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Forza uh, Forza Motorsport. Um, you know, last week we had a lot of hubbub from the community uh, about how this game looked versus Gran Turismo Seven, which is its exact uh, competitor, right? That that's the, that's what Sony had put out this year, early in the year. Uh, obviously, it launched to a tremendous amount of controversy. Uh, the game looks last gen. Uh, the game plays like it's last gen. And on top of that, uh, as, to add insult to injury, they literally clobbered the community with microtransactions, right? They, I mean, it, it, it just the, the microtransactions were nothing short of egregious. Then they kept uh, nerfing the game, making it harder for you to earn credits forcing the player to buy because the cars were so expensive versus GT Sport that released before it. Uh, it, it it's, it's an epic fail at the end of the day. Uh, it's forgettable like most Gran Turismos uh, has been. Um, I will say this, and I said this in the pre-show, and I'll say it publicly because I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Uh, Gran Turismo has not had a seat at the table in a decade. Um, the last time that I got excited to play uh, uh, one of their... Oh, and I say their polyphonies uh, releases was Gran Turismo three, mm. uh, and that's saying something. That was the last time I was like, "Holy crap! I can't believe what I'm playing. This is amazing." Um, but what I talk about with controversy was, of course, ray tracing. Now, it was originally reported that uh, for Gran Turismo seven that it was in fact going to have in-game ray tracing, and of course that had to be pulled back where. The ray tracing is simply in where the car is in the garage. Well, you see a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it, 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 so you can, you know, you can see the reflections. And I'm not saying that it doesn't look good, but of course they sold you lemons instead of tomatoes. And you know, when you go to the store for tomatoes and you come home with lemons, well, it doesn't make pasta really that good, to be honest with you. Uh, but of course, the te turn ten devs shut down. 
the gaming medias and social media fanboys with the power of the Xbox Series X. And we know for an absolute fact that the game is, in fact, going to have in-game ray tracing. On the Series X, it has been confirmed to run at 4K60. On the Series S, it has a 4K10, I believe it's 1080p, um, a 4K60 at 1080p. Um, listen, little man is going to be, what, what, what's, what, what the takeaway from this conversation is going to be is little man, meaning the Series S, is going to have a product running better than you're getting on your PlayStation 5 or Gran Turismo 7. That's not a fa- That's a fact. That's not just an opinion. It's not me, you know, jumping, you know, piling on the rabbit, so to speak. I do want to start with King David. King, you you have been a proponent uh, for the Series X since its inception. We understand that this is the more powerful console. There's just no doubts about it. Um, and now we're finally going to see that come to fruition with with a racing game, which is usually where these games you know shine the best on consoles. Uh, now, granted, I, I do have to say this: uh, this type of racer is a niche game. And I say niche not to be insulting, but it is a Sims racer. I'll play it. I'll probably put about a dozen hours into it. I don't know how much they're going to have changed to bring me back. I'm a Horizon guy more than a motorsport guy, but I don't have to worry about it because it's going to be in Game Pass day and date, and I'm going to be able to play it as much as I want or as much as I don't want. But I'm interested to get your opinion on what the devs came out and said. You know, they came out there and they literally shut down any doubt to this game actually having in-game working while you're racing, uh, uh, ray tracing. What are your thoughts on this, King David? Well, I I, want to shut down a a narrative that's going around talking about this is a niche uh, genre, to be honest with you. Uh, The top four... uh, what is it genres that sell the most is shooters action adventures rpgs and races that's it's in that order and um 38 percent from ages i believe it's 18 to 44 uh people select this genre as uh one of their top titles right to to play in so not the title itself but as far as races go so races is pretty huge and Normally, when we get racers uh, for our console, that really kind of displays what power that the console is going to have. So a lot of times you will hear like uh, once Forza took over the top spot, Sony guys didn't want to talk about racing no more. That's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It outperformed for uh, um, Gran Turismo. It looked better than Gran Turismo, had more features or whatever. And they really didn't want to talk about it because they, they, I think it was like two to three years in a row they tried and it just didn't go well for them. And then once Forza diversified and had Horizons, now you had a, a game that can play for anyone and then you had the Sim Racer that can go up against their Sim Racer. So that's why they tried to do uh, Gran Turismo Sport and all this other stuff. But regardless to what, uh, these are big titles that uh, represent large portions of our community. So when the developer comes out and tells you, you know, turn 10 tells you uh, ray tracing is in the game. They, they watch, they see, they see the disappointment and they didn't want to let down Xbox fans because the expectations is ray tracing, right? That's what they were talking about before these consoles came out. Now, of course we're, we were in, um, you know, a pandemic 
and we're in a situation where a lot of people uh, weren't able to get to work and, you know, remote working and all this other stuff that actually pushed back a lot of titles. This title is supposed to be out this year. And you, you can see from how Gran Turismo launched, when you launch a title that's not ready and should take the time out, you, you know, things go wrong. So they're taking the time out. The stuff is going to come out next year. But they're telling you and they're promising you that uh, ray tracing is going to be enabled inside the game while you're racing um, and not in set spots. That's why I was laughing and chuckling because it was sold on it being in-game. Now, they had to double down and let you know, listen, everything that you see here is on a PC. Let me let me address that part there because your dev systems, your Xbox dev systems are PCs. Yep. Right? So if they're capturing it from a dev system, they're telling you this is not the consumer version because the huge difference is I think it's like 60 gigs inside the dev systems because it's a debug dev system. So it's not the um the consumer product. And they're being open and honest. And I think that's Xbox's problem, right? Because people are saying, well, that's the PC version. That's not going to be the Xbox version. Well, in the dev systems, every specification is made to the Xbox Series X, right? And then they scale down to the S. So sorry to pop your bubble and burst your bubble, but the game is going to look just like that on your Series X. And it looks phenomenal. I knew Turn 10 was going to form in the manner that they did if you had any doubt just look at grant uh forza um seven and i'm gonna tell you motorsport seven looks motorsport like seven at, at its current form which is came out and i believe in 2017 is better looking currently than gran turismo 7 king yes because it was it was it four 4k 60 it's it's absolutely phenomenal we was there at uh 2017 and I saw it up uh, up up close that with uh, Assassin's uh, Creed Origins, and you know talking with Jason Ronald and stuff. These guys are absolute wizards, absolute wizards. And listen, the machine learning, all the mesh shaders, all this, all the technology and the tools that they was putting inside these development kits with all these development tools. This stuff is starting to shine out now because they have all this time to work on them. So pushing titles back to give up and free up more hardware uh horsepower in your console that's it's nothing wrong with that so th this title looks phenomenal it's going to run phenomenal and it's it's going to do exactly what it's supposed to do you know reclaim its uh crown as the you know the king as far as racing's go <laughs> yeah no no i i absolutely agree i i, I think it, everything you said is true um but i i love the transparency from the turn 10 devs th 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 this is what they promised they are delivering what's interesting and I think really needs to be taken into account, King, is the fact that this game is coming out in spring of next year, right? Yeah. So we, w w when is spring? Well, spring is after the first three months of the, uh, of the year. So we, we can say March, we can say April. Well, we're still in June, folks. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be polishing and doing all of the belt, adding more bells and whistles to make this game run better than it's ever had. Now, I, I think the game could have launched just based on what they showed. But they felt it needed more time. If it needs more time, then it needs more time. Am I disappointed? Sure. And we're actually going to get into a conversation once we we you know we let the chat kind of file in here. Uh, we're going to have an adult uh, conversation about about uh, you know letting devs have all of this freedom versus having some direction. 
Uh, and I think that we have enough people here to actually have that adult conversation where we're not dumping on Microsoft. We're not being over, overly, uh, you know, critiquing how they do business. But there, there may, maybe things aren't working the way that they originally intended. And maybe, maybe some change needs to happen. But we will get back to that after we cover this topic. But I do want to go to uh, my other, other special guest, Infinite Umbra. Uh, this, is, this is a conversation that I saw go completely off the rails on social media. Uh, you had people overly hyping the game. You had people underly hyping the game. You have people like us that are going to come here and have a good conversation and say, hey, listen, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. This game is in good hands. Turn 10 is probably one of the finest studios that Microsoft has in their in their stable of studios, right along with Playground Games. And they have yet to make a bad racing game this game looks like it's going to hit on all cylinders specifically on graphics and what's interesting is we're finally going to get a chance umbra to see the power of the series x and get that ray tracing while you are actually racing in the game we saw some of the screens where they shot they they showed us the one camera view and some of those reflections were just mind-bending what are your thoughts about the developer actually coming out here and saying, hey, folks, listen, this is what we promised. This is what we're going to deliver. I thought it was impressive because previously, even on our podcast, we had talked about, actually, I even pointed out during the uh, showcase where it seemed like they were kind of mincing words on a whole ray tracing thing. It was like, wait a minute, he said it this way. So did they mean it would only be when you're in Forza Vista mode? So it was interesting that the guy came out and he fled out was like, there's no trick of the words. We're not trying to fool yeah. you. He cut, he shut it all down immediately and was like, no, there's ray tracing when you actually race, period. And I mean, he was clear cut. There was no way around it. You know, we, we get what we get when it comes yep. to turn 10. And it's just impressive. I mean, I don't think anybody could look at what they're doing and, and see what we saw, at least if you watch it in 4K. I did hear some people were saying like, oh, I didn't look that impressive. And then they went back and saw it in 4K and understood, you know. Because those, those reflections on the card, all of that looks, I mean, it's, it's pretty much lifelike in a way. And even they did the zoomed out shots. It gave you that reminiscent uh, thought of how they presented Forza Horizon 5 last year, the way they did that. When you saw the actual life, the wildlife and all that and the water. It's just it's just a beautiful game. One thing I will point out, though, that I, I disliked and Digital Foundry, uh, they're, they're partly part, part of the problem, in my opinion, um, at least uh that one gentleman i cannot remember his name right the truth shame the devil let's go <laughs> i need to find out his name i i think i'm pretty sure the chat will name him but this guy right here is more or less a playstation fanboy in disguise. yes yeah and he wears it on his <laughs> sleeve yeah 100%. he does i believe it's I may, you know what let me let me get the digital foundry i'll get the names for you in a sec yeah yeah continue and the thing that I dislike though is you know and i saw somebody actually called it out and i was going to speak on that during when they had when they pointed out uh Forza, excuse me, not Forza, when they pointed out Gran Turismo 7 and the devs pretty much kind of lied or at least alluded to it having ray tracing when you raced, and then it came out later that it didn't. And then also with the microtransaction situation, Digital Foundry was kind of like, eh, they, they kind of let that slide. But they more or less were alluding to turn 10 being deceptive with the ray tracing for Forza, uh, Forza Motorsport. I thought that was, I thought that was a little distasteful for me. So yeah, well, they say they say it's uh, John Linneman. They say uh, okay. John, well, yeah. 
John is cool. Um, I actually know John. So John is cool. Everybody has their own preferences, right? Everybody feels, you know, and when when your preference is a little bit threatened, you know, you get a little defensive. I think that's, you know, normal, normal human reaction. Um, and what you're talking about is you're talking about the screen-based reflections opposed to the mirror reflections or the glossy of reflections. Right. And they're, what they're trying to wrap their heads around is because they have uh, serious graphic cards that are more powerful than the ones in the Series X and it's in the PlayStation 5 that can't do uh, certain tasks when it comes to 4K, 60 frames per second, with ray tracing enabling these games without taking a serious performance hit. So their doubts is bounded in some type of uh, uh, theory, right? That, that's, that can be proven. But that, that's what I, what I was about to say. I, I would say that's flattery, yes. and it's a compliment. Exactly. Yeah, if 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 the stuff you see on screen is that good, that the tech experts can't believe that that this is true. That's what 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 more do you want? <laughs> right. No, you're lying. This stuff is not this good. That's yeah. exactly, and I don't like that. But yeah. I, I was bringing up before, and just sorry to jump in your your segment here. No, you're good. Just. I've noticed this thing, this, and everybody's going to jump on me because I'm talking about media bias, right? But here's where the part is real, guys. But it's, but it's, this King. Listen, I, I don't mean to jump on your thing. You, what, this is a conversation that we're going to continue to have until the gaming media starts Changes. to play, play that, that follow the straight it's, line. Sony we, does this to them, boom. Yes. Like <laughs> if, if, if you talk bad about them, you're not going to get a review copy. Yep. You're not going to get the, you know. Oh, they cut uh, you the off at the ankles. That's a known fact, King. Yeah, this for sure. You know, so dudes act like um, I'm talking out of my anus, and I'm not. I'm, nope. I'm actually telling you if, and it, you know what? Some people don't want their integrity questioned, right? Oh, no, I won't give a good review, or I won't say something good because this has something to do with my integrity. Right. It also has something to do with your livelihood and putting food on the table too, bro. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, if you cut off the water, are you going to uh, uh, you know, die of thirst? Of course. So you're going to have pause when it comes to saying something bad about that faucet. That's so it, it's, it's, this is just common sense. I learned this from David Jaffe. You know, and um, I, I love that guy. I swear to God, I love that guy. Because he said that stuff that he's able to do is because financially he's in a position to do so. So a lot of people think that, and he tells you, he warns you, don't do what I do. Because financially, I'm in a position that I can say the stuff that I can say. Listen, you can't yell out against the machine if you're not financially independent. Right. And a lot of these guys are struggling trying to get from one place to the next. You don't want to be a writer that was given a PlayStation game like God of War. You got this, and it came to you, but you really don't like certain things. Are you going to be that new face that says something bad about it? Or are you going to go with the team and the herd in order to get the next release, and hopefully the next one is better? I'm more, just more likely the latter. And another oh. thing, another thing too, is like we had this space a minute ago that I was just in, right? And um, somebody pointed out, they said people seem to think that just because people are journalists or they're in the media that they can't have their biases. Of course they can. And I, I would argue with the PlayStation's market share and the, the reach that they have globally, many in the media are, in fact, PlayStation fanboys. And I'm not, I don't say that derogatorily. I'm just saying it as a fact. So 
of course, they're probably going to be more biased on how they say things or report things. Remember, it was a question of why didn't anybody go to Sony or to Square to ask them about the situation with the Final Fantasy? That is a fantastic point, dude. I mean, you might actually said that on Twitter. I think I responded to you on that. That's a great question because remember when Tomb Raider was going to be an exclusive, they wouldn't let the devs off the stage. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Like, look how they did Phil once that was the case. Look how they yeah. treated Phil and then almost made him apologize for bringing Tomb Raider to exclusive to the Xbox 3, uh, yep. 60 the way he did, or Xbox One. And and the thing I dislike is the double standards, you know what I mean? But when it was a situation with Final Fantasy, so I listened to this, I listened to Destin Legary the other day, he was on um, mm-hmm. Colt's show, great show, by the way, with Gaz and Colt. And uh, they asked him that question somebody in the chat asked him that question so his response was he well he's not part of the news team so he doesn't quite know the information on that but he said basically these guys are doing investigative journalism so on and so forth and that how do you know they're not asking that well we don't but we do know that and he said that typically they probably get a response of no comment i would take that over nothing i'm me personally at least say you asked them so i would know that you did ask them versus me assuming that you're being biased because IGN is not the most respected when it comes to people thinking of them not being biased. Am I? I, I don't think no. I'm wrong in saying. No, that. you are speaking truths. Yeah, that's why so, you're supposed to go to LordsOfGaming.net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm over over IGN anytime. The, the problem with IGN is that I haven't seen investigative journalism from them from them in years. They have become mm-hmm. that side. That just reports on the news and let, that let in a very just, biased form. I want to so, just say this so I say it. So understand that no one in this is responsible for what I'm about to say about IGN because I don't get anything from them and nor do I care to. Okay. IGN is the tabloids like the Inquirer. <laughs> that that is that is what IGN has become. They used to be, let me tell you something. You think I'm just saying this because I have a, a platform and I'm an a-hole. I used to be the guy that gave them 30 bucks a year to keep the lights on because I was a huge fan of of Ryan McCaffrey. Unbelievable huge fan. I used to be an IGN guy. And in 2014, they shifted their way on how they treated Xbox and Xbox being my favorite platform. I walked, I I, I took my ball and I went home. And since then, all they have done is proven us right that they are not only biased, but we know that Sony butters their breads. And with some of the stuff, some, some, of the, some of the things that they do, some of the things that they write, they're no better than the inquirer that you find at the supermarket while you're paying for your groceries. I agree. At times, I agree. And like you, I was a big fan of Ryan, Ryan McCaffrey. You know, I still am a fan of his. But he's been caught, too. We saw him get caught. He blamed when he, the Microsoft did what they did with money heading Tomb Raider exclusivity. He was <laughs> like, oh, this is bad. It's not the way you do it. And then when they saw Final Fantasy remake getting done, oh, Sony is not playing around, blah blah blah. And and fans he, like he, he championed so that. He them. championed that move publicly. I, absolutely yeah. did. And I, you know, I like him. I tried to do. I tried to soothe the fans down. Like, ah, oh, well, he just he just misspoke, y'all. No, they weren't having it. They they destroyed him. His retweets were crazy. I remember that. So absolutely. And I think, and as that just goes to the point. And Ryan is an Xbox guy, but even he can be brought into that 
that bias mentality when you're around those people so long and you're around that type of that look. I don't wait, that, that came out wrong. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, man. You, it's, it's it's right. Right. you get converted. Word, yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant to say, like, when you're around that culture, negative connotation. That, that culture, <laughs> when you're around that culture is what I meant to say, not those yeah. people like the scum or something. But it's just when you're, <laughs> when you're around that type of stuff like that, I think people don't recognize it can rub off on you in a, in a wrong way. And I think he got caught up in that. You know what I mean? And and just to say, IGN is is terrible in their own way, specifically like what they did with the whole No Man's Sky and Starfield comparison. It was like, oh, oh the fans and the people are saying, it. and we're we're yeah. we're gonna we're yeah. actually, folks, just to give people the heads up. We have three hundred and fifty people here. I want to thank you so much Hi, for guys. being here. We are, have a monster uh, Starfield topic. We're gonna get to on the back end of the program. I kind of wanted to save that you know, the best for last kind of a thing. It's going to be a big topic. And we're going to get into that, Umbra, because I think you bring up an incredible point. Again, very, very low class, what they did with the comparison. But again, please continue. Yep. And just to say, like, you know, the whole thing, what they did when they said, oh, the fans or people are saying, and I was like, it's them, their people. They're the ones who said it. So you can't, you know, they have a certain responsibility. And I think IGN often fails when it comes to their regard. But I would say anybody who was worse, and I think many could agree, is Kotaku. <laughs> They're probably the worst. Yeah. If- but you got you gotta also understand when when the internet is made up of uh the algorithm on YouTube and you know uh search engines is biased because of how uh it's calculated. PlayStation was a good thing to talk about and talking negatively about Xbox was also uh, fruitful if that was your um, platform. So you saw a lot of people that used to champion Xbox last generation went and started bashing Xbox in order to get likes, follows and subscribers. And that became a trend. But see, once you start down that path, it's hard for you to backtrack and come back home when stuff starts to go right. Mm-hmm. And as you're seeing, once Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer became, <laughs> you know, you know, head man in charge, things started switching around and changing around to the point where now they have to acknowledge. But then it's fair because, see, it was it's one thing to have one guy say something, right? It's another thing to have the money guy talk behind his shoulder and say, yeah, whatever he says, right. So when Satya <laughs> tells you, yeah, I got his back, because before everybody knew Phil didn't have the backing of upper management on certain things as far as, you know, money goes. They was, you know, True. bashing heads a little bit. But once Satya became involved in the situation, you see how. Stuff is happening inside Game Pass. Titles launching day and date. Mm-hmm. Other studios' acquisitions is going out. And then they tell you they're not finished, especially with Activision. So that would put fear into everyone. And when I tell people, yeah. and it's not hyperbole when I say this is the last PlayStation console coming out. This is not hyperbole. This is facts. And, you, and when this generation is over, and you go to look for your PlayStation 6 and it doesn't happen, just look back at me and say, hmm, this guy's always on to something. It's because the when this juggernaut starts to roll, and I think 2023 is when the ball starts to roll down the hill, it's not going to be stopped, and it's just going to keep rolling. And to keep subscribers up, they're going to have to purchase more. Yeah. 
Mm. As we do that on our, our podcast, King's views does not represent Boom Show. <laughs> 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 oh no! Listen, they can come for me all day. Twitter, King David OTW. Hi. <laughs> he won't <the> smoke. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I don't know about the whole PlayStation thing going that way or whatever. But I mean, if you call mm -hmm. it and it comes true, I'm gonna have to get you know. As you, you know, I know you'd like collecting knees, so I mean, yes, sir. I'll be you looking for the kneecaps. Ship them right over here, to West <laughs> put them in the box. Put them in the yeah, box. Boom, I'll go uh, watch uh, IMAX next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I say all of that to say about the media bias to point out that you know when it came down to Forza and and Gran Turismo, it was a lot of bias even in that. I think even in the review yeah. process with Gran Turismo, I think they got an unfair high rating when they shouldn't have. Specifically because of the microtransactions. If you go back and you look, Umbra, if you go look at those reviews now, I want to know what game they were playing. Exactly. And then it's it's funny to me because they can go back, they can go back and retroactively change anything score wise if they wanted to. So why is it that they didn't change that once they found out about the microtransactions? So that to me just felt odd. And of course, it was deceptive that Sony or Poly, uh, Polyphony Digital didn't even let them know about that. It's just dirty all around to me, and I just. I just didn't like that at all. But just to point out, with Digital Foundry, I think they fall into the bias as well. Not everyone there, but that one specific guy, I believe it's John, but I'm not certain if that's, that's the guy I'm talking about. He is particularly PlayStation-centric. And, I mean, he does. I don't think he even tries to hide it, to be honest. No, no, he, you are talking correctly. It is John that you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he even made a poll <laughs> that he had to delete, and then he was trolling. So he put it back up the other day when he was like, oh, and he tried to compare the graphics of of uh, or the visuals rather of Starfield versus like Horizon Forbidden West and such. It's like so why? Oh, that's interesting. Why don't you compare you know Gran Turismo to Forza Motorsport then? Why don't you do that? Why didn't you ask that poll? You see, he won't do that because he knows what will happen then. Oh, you could have put it against seven, and you know what would happen. So, but he don't. He doesn't do that. But he'll do something that he knows is going to be something that's going to trigger a you know the Xbox fan base and fanboys. And it's going to put that Sony product, you know, in a good light. So I just found that a little distasteful. But all of that leading back to uh, Forza, as you were saying, boom, it's just what they've done. Turn 10 is just impressive all around. And they're not going to get the credit that they deserve, unfortunately. And like you said, they have so much more time to get things in tip top shape by next year. If it looks good now, imagine how it's going to look then at that point. You, you know, I'm going to give this over to Boxenberger, but I, I just have to stress this. You know, I, I have a small channel, right? And I say small because, you know, there are so many people in our inner circle that are now rocketing to, you know, 20, 30, 40. We've seen, you know, Colt Eastward just explode in the scene. Dealer Gaming, Randall Thor is closing in on 100,000 subs. Cannot wait to see that guy get it because he's one of the finest in our community. Um, regardless of size of channel... Folks, whether you have four and a half years invested like myself, whether you have, you know, six or seven years invested like the Iron Lords, or you're someone that just launched your your your, your podcast three days ago, the, you have to understand that there is a level of integrity that must be upheld, okay? And I hold myself unbelievably accountable for everything that I say. If I get it wrong, I come out there and I will tell you I got it wrong because I got it wrong. What we saw happen with specifically to what Umbra was saying with um, with Digital Foundry is gross. 
It's gross because it continues to happen. It's gross to see what happens with IGN when they do these ridiculous polls and they and they and they toe the company line for Sony. The only thing I can say to you is don't click on these n- nonsense stories. I won't. I, if I see a ridiculous headline, I will I will mention a headline. I will not click on it. I will not give them what they're looking for. That 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 is a fact. Um, don't support their podcast. Don't listen to their shenanigans. Find a podcast with people like the Iron Lords, like Umbers Cast, like Dealer, like like uh, Rand and and uh, and Jez, and so many many more. You know that are out here. You know fighting the good fight for Xbox and actually giving them smoke when they deserve it, but giving them the praise when they also deserve it. Uh, but listen, let, let let me rewind this and give this back to Boxenberger. Listen, you are you know. Uh, you know, behind the scenes numbers more than just about anybody. Uh, and it goes into the production that goes with your videos, each and every one. We talked about that in the pregame. Unbelievable stuff. To see what Turn 10 is doing already and to know that they have nine months potentially, more of development time, this might be the greatest looking racer, potentially looking and controlling racer in the history, even out dueling Horizon 5, which is a masterpiece in its own self. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Boxenberger? I mean, a lot of uh, my thoughts have already been said, honestly. Um, it is super impressive what Turn 10 is trying to achieve here. And what they have shown looks absolutely fantastic. Um, like I said earlier, um, even when when the tech experts start to look for what's the what's the hook what what's the problem why why is this possible what what's the trade off if they ask these kind of questions you know that turn 10 did a fantastic job yeah and um i think um it is pretty safe to say that uh this is definitely one of the best games like king said it um this is this game where you when when you bring in a friend and you just want to show, okay, look, this is the new Xbox. What can can it do? You put up this game and everyone goes like, whoa, yep. that looks awesome. That that's that game. Um, it's been confirmed. It runs on 4K 60 and 1080p on on a uh, 60 at the uh, uh, on the little uh, man. It is, which is pretty impressive. Um, so overall. I can't add anything there. I want to add something else to this conversation because to me, graphics, fantastic, no doubt. I love that. And as you guys know, I love tech. And um, I've seen so many awesome, funny, uh, wrong takes on ray tracing these last days. Uh, I'm actually thinking uh, about doing a video (laughs) uh, on how ray tracing works because obviously people don't know. how that stuff works but to me the impressive thing is and i've said this so many times i don't want 4k i i think it's a waste of computational resources mm-hmm. these new machines can do so much more than just little better graphics to me the the most awesome announcement of of this entire forza um, presentation is that they did what i asked game developers for years to do start to improve on simulation on physics on mm-hmm. ai and that's the awesome thing they improved the 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 entire physics system it's more realistic than ever before like for instance they talked about that in the videos and in the in the interviews later they have 
Now, uh, they increased the tire road interaction points mm -hmm. by a factor of 48. So they are a little bit above 100 uh, uh, tire uh, road interactions now uh, in this new thing, making the physics and how the car steers and handles more realistic than ever before. They talked about the deformation thing, like they have now deformable cat models for their cars that have actual uh, uh, the possibility to deform the cars in a realistic yep. manner. They even go so far to simulate the, the rub off of the paint and coatings and so on. I love that stuff. I love that they not just go out and improve the visual fidelity. We all expect that. And um, Gran Turismo definitely showed that it is wasn't developed with this current generation in mind. It was a last gen game that was ported over to 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 this um, uh, to the PS5. But this game was developed from the ground up, and and Turn Ten took their time. They took now. When we do, we assume it comes out. It, it comes out in spring 23. So that's a little bit more than six years now that or around about not close to six years that they took, uh, to develop that, which is pretty awesome. They developed that engine from the ground up with this current gen hardware in mind. As much as I love race, uh, ray tracing and, uh, and the FPS for me, the outstanding thing is that they focus on better simulation, better physics, better AI. That's what improves our core gameplay experience. And that's what excites me. So yeah, Turn 10 just showed again that they are technical wizards. What they can squeeze out of, of these machines is very impressive. And keep in mind, we are still super early in this generation. Only two if years. You guys, yeah. yeah. If you guys look at Forza Horizon uh, 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 on Forza Motorsport 5, which came out along with the Xbox One, and if you compare that to uh, a Forza Horizon 5 that came out on the uh, Xbox One still, yeah, at the very end of this generation or at the beginning of the current gen, it's night and day difference. Yeah. And this engine is just the first iteration. And over the next years, they're going to improve that. And I can't wait to see how <laughs> Fable looks in that engine. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. But <laughs> can you imagine uh, this action fantasy open world game with, with all those physics, with the with the performance, with that visual quality. Um, I can't wait to see that game in action. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, even though I'm not a, a, um, um, a Simracer super fan, I play them occasionally, but it's it's not that I dive super... I'm more of a Horizon guy. Uh, arcade racers are more my thing. I really appreciate what Turn 10 has been doing. Can't wait to see Fable. Can't wait to see the next Forza Horizon. It's going to be awesome. This generation is finally going to start. And this is the first true showpiece of this, mm -hmm. of, of what the current-gen consoles can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Listen, this, this is a great opening topic. We got almost 400 people here. If you are new to the channel, please, of course, consider subscribing. Uh, Mrs. Boom and I are marching towards 12K. That's the goal for this year. Uh, thanks to the Iron Lords, which the, King David was a part of, uh, I hit 10K on their show in January, uh, which was amazing. And we are a pinch away from 11,000. Uh, we know that the Iron Lords are at 12.5, which is 
a well-deserved. I mean, folks, it, it shocks me to this day, and I say this because King David is here, that they had difficulty hitting a thousand subs. Like it, it blows <laughs> my mind that this is the this is the same Iron Lords that you got before one K that are almost at thirteen K. And how no one found these guys and no one subscribed to them is still a conundrum to me. But thankfully. They are where basically they are who we thought they were, and that is awesome. So, uh, congratulations to that. But, and again, please, if you are new, consider subscribing. If you're already subscribed, hit the like button. I have to get to these super chats, and then we're going to get into topic number two, which of course is the, is the big Starfield one. I, I got I got to talk about this not landing on planet thing that people are running with because it's it's <laughs> ridiculous. But we'll get into it. Let me break down the super chats. The first one of the day comes to us from a very good friend of the program, generous friend of the program, Drawn TJ. Just a five dollar super chat and says, "Morning, guys. Microsoft is going to destroy Sony starting next year. Xbox." will be in first high umbra oh cool thanks for that brother definitely and i i think that next year is going to be a powerful year for xbox but i, I it, it's it's again we got to get there uh i i hate saying hey wait till next year yeah. we got to say it again folks but we understand we do know what's coming in 12 <laughs> months it is what it is we just have to accept it um plenty is plenty to play uh as a matter of fact four guys just launched onto the service today it's a free-to-play game it was on PlayStation 4 first. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be the game of the summer. we got to have a game it, night for that, boom. Y- yes, that is so much fun. Please do not discount it because it was on Sony's play on, on first or the, the, they look like little jelly beans. And it is so addictive. And the, the, there's a Master Chief outfit to get. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm after I'm done with this, I, Mrs. Boom, I got a few things to do, but I'm definitely getting down. I'm, I'm buying the season pass. They're going to get my money. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely all in. Uh, Brett Bingham, good friend of the program, just a $2 Zoom chat and says, can't spell ignorant without IGN. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. It's in fact oh. impossible. He's correct. Dude, oh, there we go. Brett, I got to tell you, brother, comment, uh, comment of the day. <laughs> I, might, I may actually have to use that, and I'm going to give you credit. Uh, on the bright side, good uh, drops a very generous $10 Super Chat. Well, on the bright side, welcome, and thank you for the generosity. He says, shooters, racers, and open-world adventures are my favorite in that order. Uh, Forza 7 is incredible and accessible. Can't wait for F8 and Starfield. Boxes have been checked. Thank you, and I, I agree with that. Uh, Duvi. Drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, hit that like button, y'all. And thank you for being here, Doobie. And thank you for the generosity. And Wolf in Darkness, good friend of the program, he drops a $5 super chat and says, what's up, boom? Great panel. Question to King David. Why Pony stop talking about how many exclusive Xbox will have? Well, the, the reason why they stopped asking that question is because, well, there's going to be a lot of exclusives that they have. Um well. Really? The, you know, King David, let's let's get to a topic I believe we're going to spend some 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 a minute or two on, and that is the controversy behind Starfield. Hmm. Uh, uh, there is a little game called No Man's Sky, and that launched originally as an exclusive to the PlayStation. Obviously, uh, it didn't do very well. Now, I, as I'm a No Man's Sky dude, I sitting right next to me. Not only do I have the collector's edition, but I was so infatuated with the game that I bought the PC version collector's edition so I can get the ship replica. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, of course, sold the PC conversion because I'm not a PC guy. But I have that. I've always been a big fan. I haven't been back in years. The game has evolved in such ways. My brother, Neil Mental, is so addicted to that game. That's all he plays. Uh, on, uh, as, as addicted as he was to The Division or, of course, Destiny, that's how much love he actually has for No Man's Sky. Now, one of the things that we've known uh, for years with No Man's Sky is you can land on a planet manually and jettison mm-hmm. off a planet manually. And apparently that that ability has been removed uh, from uh, from uh, Starfield. Now, there's, there, I, Todd Howard actually broke down what he why he did that, and he basically said that it was, uh, uh you know, a, a, a wasn't necessary for the enjoyment of the said fans, and of course, this is this is a running narrative, King, that the game is not as good as a game that came out a bazillion years ago, and I think that see in that in that conversation, you know, you're going from a living, uh, you know, where you're building things versus an actual RPG that has a thousand planets that has, uh, I think, thousands and thousands of dialogue choices and conversations, hundreds of NPCs that you can miss and you can meet. Um, I I think that they're two different games. They're two different games. But I I just want to get your opinion on this. I, I think I've seen Places like IGN running with this story, and I think Umber brought it up that you know, No Man's Sky landing, uh, uh, you know, having landing on and off the planet is 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 a better game than a game that they haven't even played and only saw. It, it, it I, I find, I don't know how you write that story, King. Well, what happens? That's that's fair talking, you know. Um, what what people don't understand, and this is man. When man doesn't understand something, he tries to destroy it. And they don't understand Starfield. They can't wrap their heads around Starfield. I know you're saying, King, yes, we could, because we see No Man's Sky, and it's kind of the same. It's not the same. No, it's not. Two it's different not games. The same. Um, yeah. You know, that's like saying uh, every RPG comes out is like uh, Skyrim. It's not. Right? You're talking about a game where the whole thought of the premise of the game of No Man's Sky, and I play No Man's Sky, and I drop in from time to time because when it did launch, it launched really, really broken. Right? But the game grew and it grew and it got to Game Pass and it got little legs and then it just went nuts. Um, And the developer was probably at this point, the game is realizing its original vision. Right. And, and certain stuff. I mean, the performance on it, it looks better. So you're taking that game that cultivated all this time and, and, and the developers stayed there working very, very hard. Patches, 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 updates, 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 countless updates, countless patches to get a game to look fantastic uh, in its original thought process. Now you got No Man's Sky. I mean, um, you have uh, Starfield. Starfield. Everybody was saying it was Skyrim in space. Oh, we don't want that. We want something else. We want, the, you know, the next evolution. Well, they, they, Todd came out in his leather jacket. 
what they call them and oh, matching sneakers ps yeah, right his sneakers was on and, and the sneakers on deck with the white bottoms what <laughs> <laughs> look oh, like man, some sketchers i'm not sure well, those were sketchers he had on but, but he was styling the profiling boy because that was, was a brand new leather with some brand new leather shoe. i know yeah. his closet is full of leather <laughs> yeah ray um, tracing on those joints i for saw sure you did. for sure you did so when you're trying to dissect something well well you can't land on planet can you land on what's the transitions they felt as the developer of the game that the landing transitions, making the transitions from landing on planet to going, it, it was non-consequential. Why put in a mechanic in something and work so hard on a mechanic in something that they probably play tested a million times and it came back like, oh, this is not too cool after you do it a hundred times. Nobody cares. They want to skip. Right. So if you want to skip and they find through their research that that aspect doesn't fit their game. This isn't No Man's Sky 2. This is Starfield. If you want to, you know, have transitions on landing on the planet. Well, there's a game for you. I sound like Donnie, right? <laughs> sound like Donnie, right? But let Starfield stand on its own pegs, right? Uh, I, I want to know how many quest lines can you do in No Man's Sky? I want to know. Well, you know, it's funny. I have the definition of what No Man's Sky is. And basically, the definition is quite simple. Uh, it is a survival game. That's yeah. what it is. It does have quests. Yeah. It does have things that you have to initiate yourself. It does not have an RPG element. It has single player. It has multiplayer. It is considered in the genre scope of things an action-adventure survival game. Whereas, yeah. of course, Starfield is an action-adventure RPG. Which it's a narrative-driven RPG. Narrative one is a survival driven. game. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's like when you compare, I don't know, DayZ towards, um, I don't know, a, a Witcher or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's ridiculous. Same. Listen, uh, I was always wondering why is nobody bringing up a, a different comparison? Now, let me ask you, tell you something about Starfield and ask you which which game comes to mind. Mass Effect. You have a <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah right why not i mean you have tons of planets you have like a deep rpg system you have a narrative driven um experience where your choices uh um um yeah matter yeah. to the outcome of the thing you have yeah. different alien races and you have different factions so um and you can uh, uh mine for resources on planets if that doesn't sound you, you, Mass you Effect know, to you, I don't you know. know why they don't want to bring up Mass Effects. I know exactly why. <laughs> you tell um, me why, sir. Tell me why. So, because Mass Effect is generally considered a masterpiece, and no one wants, and the ponies uh, don't want to compare Starfield towards a masterpiece. They want to compare that to a No Man's Sky, which took like four years till all the bugs were ironed out. They want to compare it. Starfield towards that. That's the reason. So, so what you're saying is they know that this game has the potential to be mentioned in the same breath of one of the greatest RPG trilogies that we have ever seen. And they Pretty don't want to give it that credit. They nope. want to yeah. give it Broke Man Sky credit. Yeah. This is saying exactly <laughs> that. I'm saying exactly that. Listen, hmm. the, the Bethesda be games have been games for the ages. Look yes, at sir. Morrowind is considered generally as one of the milestone moments in, in video game history. It was mm -hmm. the first RPG that did something different, that that 
really defined what an open modern open world game is what a non-linear storytelling is it's it's literally one of these games that that defined that then you look at an oblivion um mm-hmm. yeah or a little bit later fallout 3 um yes. which was a revolution in itself then you look at the skyrim people are still playing skyrim 11 years after it came out why is that because these bethesda games are something special there is no certain way how you can play that and if i see people complain about a thousand planets um no one is going to force you to visit all these thousand planets. They just don't. And the people complain about the base building. No one is forcing you to do base building. People complain about collecting resources. If you don't want to focus on crafting, you don't have to. It Bethesda games have always been um, about choice. I know people that played Skyrim for a thousand hours and they haven't finished haven't one of the finished. two main quest lines. <laughs> and I have other I know other people that were like, I've played Skyrim for 20 hours. I finished it. Yeah, yep. well, that's that's how different the experience can be for everyone. Yep. And if I see a, another one saying something about the thousand blends, just thought how it literally came out and said. Of course, they are. Some of them are empty. I mean, look at our solar system. Like, yep. dude, we have nine planets, and yes, I'm counting Pluto again as a planet, and only one <laughs> has something going on. The other eight, you can, yeah. So, just of course. Um, but that's what it is. It is about discoverability. Um, it is about um, your choice how you want to play the game that has always been the core experience of a bethesda game um and 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 that's why it's really really not um like you need to compare it to a no man's sky rather compare it todd howard compared starfield to it said that skyrim in space um others like me compare it to a mass effect mixed in in the bethesda formula that's what that game is. It you is know not something. Boxenberg, you said it all right, and it, it warmed my heart because Oblivion is in my Mount Rushmore of games. Ever. I absolutely mm. agree. Absolutely, absolutely. Ever, and you hit everything that you hit it so far on the head. I'm like, wow, he's. It's it's amazing how games can speak to all of us, and mm. sometimes we can relate to the same way, right? But you yeah. hit it on the head, and the whole argument about oh, eight thousand planets. Now it's bad that you're going to have extra content. Now it's bad that you're going to have more. Before, yes, that's you a, see how the narrative change. Please, please, please elaborate on that because I, I, I was always under the impression more is more, so right. more is better. Uh, I, and I, I, I don't know if this is, and again, this is, this is not to sound like a fanboy here. So I love Sony's first party games, but mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I'll put 30, 40, sometimes 50 hours in their single player game because I like looking at, at everything, I like finding every collectible. But I know what I'm going to get. If I want to do a quick 20-hour story, I'm going to get it. I'm as they quote unquote the one and dones. Mm-hmm. I have zero. I own a PlayStation Five for all of those games because I am a single-player selfish uh, gamer. I like the selfish single-player. Put my headphones on, lights off, story invested character, and Sony delivers that, and it's great. Mm-hmm. But the, I've been hearing that Umbra. I've been hearing Thousand Planets. Is that all? It, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that I've you know, heard people it's, it's one either is at all or is it too it's gonna be all barren or oh that's mm-hmm. too much, that's too big. And Boxenberger just hit him in the head. 
you don't have to go to those planets. Nope. Do your 40 hour. The, the campaign they already spoke on said it's going to be 40 hours. That's just the main campaign line. Yep. That doesn't even speak to the side missions. Uh, when Bethesda gives you games, they're generally like boxing very easily touched on this. They're generally genre defining. So yes. I don't know how all of a sudden now that because Bethesda is now with Xbox, they've lost all their creativity and ability to make great games. We wouldn't have any of this discussion if uh, if Starfield wasn't Xbox. Facts. If it was not exclusive, it is none of these complaints like would be happening. Yeah. And even from these <laughs> the, influencers and such who are doing all of that, because I even saw somebody like, and I like her, I don't mean this to do, to single her out, but Alana <laughs> Pierce did it. Oh, a thousand planets. It's like if I went through what the games you played and talked about, I guarantee I can find a contradiction in that words, in those words. But on top of that, mm -hmm. these are a thousand planets. They talked about them being barren. That's another issue I had. So they were saying, well, they'll be procedurally generated. A lot of these planets. I'm like, yeah, you expect them to properly handcraft a thousand Dude, different. Ninety nine percent of these people that complain about procedural generation don't even know what it is. That's it is just They use it just as again as a buzzword they to do. throw it out there. They have no idea what it is. And uh, if anyone is interested, ACG put out a fantastic video about yep. this, explaining this. Um, you know, Mr. Matty Plays actually touched on it too, Boxenberger. And he spoke yeah. about how Oblivion, mind you, on my Mount Rushmore, was procedurally generated. They just simply built on top of it. Who's to say they're not going to do the same here with a thousand planets for a lot of them, at least not all, because some of them should be barren. It's freaking space. We would expect them to all have civilizations and such. It, you know, no. so of course. And so people don't know you're right. Even even I was not keen on some of this stuff. But yeah, procedurally generated does not mean that they don't go on top of it and add some structures themselves. They've already shown us the ability to have outposts. If they can do it for us and give us such, such a powerful tool. You don't think they have something even more powerful in there and they can do that, you know, in in fast uh, faction uh, style or whatever? Of course, I think they, do. they get it confused with randomly generated dungeons, right? Mm -hmm. And in, <laughs> and normally, when you heard that back in the days, uh, it was a tool that was used, and it, for some developers use it effectively, some didn't. And it was a lack of content. And sometimes, you know, quest lines were broken because of the randomly generated dungeons that were never the same when you went inside. Uh, you didn't have, like, um, the ability to uh, use your, your your map that you already crafted, like your, your, your books or whatever, and go mm -hmm. for one specific place to get certain things done. Uh, some guys are creatures of habit. Some guys need the randomness. And when you hear certain words that you're really not familiar with, like I said, man likes to destroy stuff that they don't understand. And they don't understand that procedurally generated landscapes is something completely different than randomly yeah. generated dungeons, right? Um, what, what, they're, what they're trying to explain to you is that the engine that they have is so robust that they will give you a landscape to the planet. Now, the locations exactly. on the planet will still be there. They're in the exact same spot. So you can, if you had a strategy guide for it, you can go to this spot. Right. But the landscape is uh, procedurally generated in order not to have the same textures and stuff like that all yes. over the place. Um, it's yeah. And simply to, to speed up the development process, right. process. like think about um, I, I let, let's let's think about an Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed yeah. Odyssey or Valhalla. You have this giant open world and you have like, like these cities. If some if, if you really wanted to 
built out the entire landscape in between those cities manually. You would need millions of work hours, millions of work hours, you know, or you have a good AI that just generates you this landscape and then you just check it. Does it look good? Does it, do we need to change something up? But that's procedural generation. And of course, you if you have a thousand planets, you need that. It doesn't mean that you don't have the handcraft and stuff. They literally said it in this game is more than 40% more handcrafted stuff than in any other game they have under, ever done yep. before. They have 220,000 text lines. That's more than Skyrim and Fallout 4 combined. Yeah. This game has handcrafted content. There, People there are just two, don't know what... Yeah, you know what? Uh, let me, I'll let you continue in a second. There, there are two points that I want to bring up. One, I have to say, hearing this from Alana Pierce, I'm disappointed. And, I, and I'm going to say why. Um, this is clearly her picking a side. We, we you know, you know, she obviously she works for Sony, right? She's she she writes stories. Now, maybe she's not a quote unquote developer, but she's been in the business long enough to know that what she's saying is rubbish, and that's the disappointment. Like, like, like you're clearly trolling or you're picking a side because you work with Sony. That's cool, but you, again, you're you're not being not being truthful and, and here's another thing for anyone there's a couple of nothing knuckleheads that i had the time out in the chat that think that starfield is garbage let, let let me let me bring you in on a secret that's not really a secret that everyone pretty much knows starfield is such is so garbage that sony tried to lock it up as a permanent exclusive before Microsoft bought the whole kit and caboodle. So they right. came in there, they came in there with pennies. Microsoft came in there with dollars and they were like, pennies, go home. <laughs> right? Take your take your bag and go home. Um, so if if you didn't know, th this game is such garbage, Sony fans, that your your company, you know, your team tried to lock it up, not as a timed exclusive, ladies and gentlemen, as a straight up full-on forever exclusive. So just keep that in mind. But please, by all means, Boxenberger continue. No, I lost. I lost track. <laughs> where, where where was I? The procedural generation. Yeah. So like like King said, people mix things up, or they simply don't know what they are talking about. It's just like I said, when I look at the entire Forza and ray racing conversation, it's 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 beyond me what people think that ray racing is or does. You you can really tell when you go through these Twitter lines where the people just argue that they have almost all the time no idea what they are actually talking about so yeah um listen starfield is going to be an insane game this is, is really like i said it's something that that will be a a game that we will play for years um especially with the modding community uh, out yep. there that that will keep this game alive way beyond its its uh, planned lifetime so Starfield is going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait. They have been working on that game um, in, in, in the conceptual phase for so, so, so many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just dislike the narratives that come around games, spe specifically for Xbox. And that's why I try to stay mm -hmm. positive like that. Boom. I'm an optimistic guy in general. But I just despise the, the nature of how people can try to talk down something that we all should be, you know, speaking up about since we love games, right? And they do it so often that they don't even hear themselves or see themselves. So mm. like, like was pointed out, had Bethesda not been acquired by Microsoft, these same guys, these same ponies will be here praising 
the game. You would never have heard these things they've been yeah. saying. Never, not yeah. once. Even, I would exactly. say so far as IGN doing a comparison to No Man's Sky, then some in the media too. What's wrong with comparing it to No Man's Sky? It's just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> we get it, but that's not why people are comparing it. They're using it yeah. as a, as me and Kay Asante spoke on his podcast, they're using it as a pejorative. They're trying to use it as a way to tear down the game. We all can see yeah. it's pretty clear. And even when they spoke about the, oh, you can't travel from the planet into space. That's disappointing. How everything is trying to be so negative. Listen, yes. if I yeah. can go to forty plus hours of gameplay in the main story, the side missions, and then I have a thousand planets optionally I can go to, do you think I want to fly and land on all those planets? I can tell you mm -hmm. right now, I don't. Yeah, that's exactly the thing. Um, if Bethesda, Todd Howard, or whoever made the decision to not implement that as a gameplay mechanic. They obviously knew what they are doing. Um, they are designing their game uh, in the way that they think it is the most fun to play. Yeah. And it is not uh, for us up to judge, like, does this need, game need that certain mechanic? I find that I, we, we, we see these, the, these kind of conversations often these days. Like, um, why doesn't uh, this game have this or this feature technology, this mechanic, whatever? Um, Usually that's a game design choice. And if the game designer just thinks it doesn't fit or it is not fun to do that in that game, like landing on a planet or taking off a planet, it's probably fun the first time and the second time. But then it takes you like 10 minutes to land on a planet to find the proper spot to ma maneuver your ship there and position it properly and whatever. And you just lose a lot of time when you're exploring a thousand planets right. doing stuff that is totally mundane. I'm, I'm not yeah, trying to then play flight simulator spaceman. I, I don't want to just want to land on this planet. Exactly. So, you know. yeah, it's a, it's a design decision and and we have only seen like 14 minutes of gameplay of that game um and and from that part from that little little um, um vertical slice that we have seen i i wouldn't dare to judge if that game is missing some something or isn't fun to play because it doesn't have this or that mechanic let's wait till we have the game in our hand and yes. then when you have played like 120 hours and you just started about to finish the first main mission <laughs> of that yeah. game then yeah. tell me do you miss landing your ship on a planet right. then you can judge that in a fair uh, fair manner but now you just no one when, can when you i have the mods I when i have the mods it? of my uh i'm sorry king i was going to say but when i have the mods of my millennium falcon i'm not trying to hear what anybody else is talking about oh, dude yes. i will i will spend whatever it takes to rebuild the normandy i will oh, fly yeah. a normandy in that <laughs> game well, you know what's funny guys on the planet i'm going to throw on no man's guy take off yeah. and, <laughs> land and, and then put back on you <laughs> there you go quick resume <laughs> what's interesting uh and one thing that they haven't uh discussed and i and i'm i'm and again being that we're on this this you know we we, we just brought it up that that actually um pt ptk blam uh who is an amazing community member yeah if you're not checking out that dude's podcast you're missing out on some good quality stuff he does his podcast i believe it's saturday evenings you should. He has an incredible uh, panel that includes Pong Soul. Uh, you should definitely check it out. He did a. Uh, he did a poll. You know, he put put up like he normally does. He does. He seems to get a tremendous amount of of, of takers for the conversation he brought up regarding what ship that you do you want to see, and one of the things that they haven't talked about, 
which I'm hoping does make its way into the game, is if you look at Forza, like for instance, take like uh, Horizon, right? You can go and you can find designs of thousands and thousands of designs, paint jobs for a specific car that you like driving. I have a few Star Wars ones that are just, I can't believe they're real. Like someone actually made this. It's, it's, it's mind-numbing how incredible it looks. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, uh, um, community-generated ships make their way into this game that you can turn around instead of designing one yourself, which is going to be fun. Everyone's going to enjoy doing that the first time, get the achievement, make your own ship. That's awesome. But I'm hoping that there's going to be the ability, not so much with the modern community, because the modern community is going to be ridiculous with this game. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just saying as a general way, hey, listen, you can get this ship by just pressing the download button. I hope that does uh, uh, come into fruition but that, that's going to be my question, Boxenberger, uh, to the panel. And, of course, to the chat, we have over 425 people here. What ship would you want to see? And you just said it, Boxenberger, the Normandy. Is that something you'd love to fly around in? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they let you customize the ship um, in a very, very detailed way. They have showed that in the, in the show, at the showcase. Um, I'm not sure about the paint shops you mentioned, but I would be surprised if you can't at least change uh, to a certain degree that the coating on 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 that chip and yeah i i will definitely try to rebuild the normandy uh, and i bet that this is going to be one of the first uh, mods that that will be out there <laughs> from to me the big question boom is uh and uh, if I'm, i may also ask that to the panel do you guys think think we will see mod support on console with that game in in full manner because in the last uh, on the last uh, console generation and the xbox one uh, generation we only had like mods that were up to five gigabytes uh, so it was kind of restrictive um do you think we will see them opening up the the system to have full proper mod support mm, interesting. i don't think they can go too far with it unfortunately but uh, why that why is probably, that probably even for safety issues that's probably it'll probably yep. lead to like hacking mm. and all that type of stuff but um if they have any mod support well they're going to have mod support they had it in the previous games they're going to have it in this one that i think is foregone conclusion but I think we'll have enough where we can get some of those ships at the very least. And I, I, mm. I think something that would be cool to make would be obviously, like I said, the uh, Millennium Falcon. I think most that's on most people's top of their list. <laughs> I would also say maybe the USS Enterprise. That'd be oh, man. Why you jumped at that? Come on, man. Oh, come on, man. I thought they doing enough talking and nobody talking about the Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, man. I want to be Captain Kirk so bad. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of alien women we can get with them. Oh, man. Green ladies all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of them out there, I guess. Um, What's another one? I'm going to land on every planet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Without having to land on a planet. (laughs) (laughs) He found a nice orb to land on there. eh? All right. Here we go. And and what, what Todd said. He said, you're able to sit there if you like the way the suns, the two suns in the sky, you could just build your little fort there, you live your life out there without playing anything else about the game, but just exploring that planet and building That's that something planet. to be had, man. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be nuts. It's going to be awesome. I yeah, sure I hope mean, that game has a photo mode. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty it sure it will. It does have sure. it. Mm. Oh, it does. It it, okay, awesome. Yep. It does have photo. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the one thing that, uh, again, giving Sony their flowers where they deserve it, a lot of their games do have photo modes, and they are phenomenal. They and look way look... better in photo mode, though. 
Yeah. No, it's true. It, it, it's, it, I mean, photo mode are still that's where the race you know, savage. I went, I went so far, boom, as to say that Microsoft needs to make that a mandate that all first party titles should have photo mode. Yeah, I love it. I think you're on. It's free advertisement that you miss out if you don't have a photo mode. Um, people let's, let's, putting let's up the these screenshots. <laughs> say one step at a time. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we can worry about photo mode later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop it in as an update. Let me catch up with some of these super chats, and then we're going to move on to the big topic that I think that there's going to be a, a conversation to be had with over 400 people here. Sir, first of all, Sir X Man, good friend of the program, was a guest on Primetime Gaming a couple weeks ago. Drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Boom, space battles remind me of Colony Wars. Don't it? Yes, it absolutely does. Colony Wars was pretty dope. Oh, that was back in the PlayStation days. At PlayStation 2, I think? Wow. Uh, Colony Wars was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed that. We also had another Super Chat come in from, hold on a sec, Brett Bingham dropped, actually not uh, two. Let me just find it real quick. Uh, the first one of $2 says, Microsoft to Sony, look at me. It's my exclusive now. I mean, that that's something to be said about that. I mean, again, I know there's a lot of people like, well, you know, the game doesn't look that good. Listen, Apparently, it looked good enough way back in the days that Sony tried to lock it up. So that should that should really kind of close all arguments. We have another super chat, uh, super chat coming in from Brett Bingham says King on a spaceship playing Starfield. Con, I love it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's great. I love it. Uh, we also have um, Spartan Ghost underscore seventeen drops a very generous five pound super chat and says we're Xbox players. Doesn't mean we can't critique. Or, I mean, cr criticize anything. Imagine looking at Todd's track record and blindly believing everything he says. No, I mean, listen, they have made some mistakes, right? Fallout 76 was a mistake that they have course corrected. The game is phenomenal. Very, very similar to No Man's Sky's trajectory, mm -hmm. except it was a little quicker than No Man's Sky's. And, and quite frankly... Um, you know, the game is thriving. The game is thriving so much where they continue to support it with new content, like right along with ESO. Um, Just to listen, point out, boom, by the way. That yeah, was sure. Not, that was not Todd Howard and his main team. That no, that, that was not. That was the secondary team that did that. That yeah. is correct. People yeah. keep yeah. trying to use that as a bludgeon against him, but it's like, that wasn't really him. <laughs> He's a bludgeon. You know, they keep no, trying true. to He's use that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, the biggest problems from that game came out of the fact that they had to build the game on the creation engine, which didn't support a netcode. So they had to yeah. implement the, the netcode from Quake 2 into that creation uh, creation engine and that's where all the issues came from uh, and once they swapped the dead code over to the uh the thing that uh, is used in uh, from sunny max online in the in elder scrolls online that game ran pretty well and like you said it has a, a, a big community still uh lots of people enjoy it so yeah and then it's look at the track yeah, look that? at their track record. Like that's the thing that like they, <laughs> when the people used to complain, well, how can you all get excited for Starfield? We haven't seen anything because we know that's the pedigree. Me. We know the pedigree behind Bethesda. So if they have the legendary games that just transcend generation after generation. Facts, exactly. Yeah, I still, I still, um, I'm, I'm from the Show Me State, um, of New York. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no longer but Louis, Listen, man. man like I, 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 I told people, you know they were putting too much on the shoulders of this game and, you know, and Redfall to an extent. I don't do that because, you know, I, I used to do that with movies, right? And then mm -hmm. the, the first movie come out, 
It's magnificent. So automatically, you know the sequel is going to be outrageous. Well, that's not usually how it goes sometimes. Usually, you know, sometimes you get uh, Thor Dark World, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I go in with tempered expectations on stuff. Uh, the game has to show me the greatness because uh, since Game Pass has come out, and to be honest with you, we get games at such a rapid pace nowadays. Uh, the the way we consume games in one month, a thousand games could be released. Now, maybe these thousand games aren't games that you're looking out for. You probably you're probably looking for one out of that that thousand games, right? There's indie games that you can go in there and you, you check out an indie game on whoever's platform. Is it Stadia? Is it PlayStation? Or is it Xbox? And you find something that actually piques your interest because you went in with different expectations and found it to be phenomenal. So I go into to, to Starfield with no expectations, to be honest with you. I don't go in with Oblivion. I don't put Oblivion on his back. I don't put Skyrim on his back. I don't put Morrowind. I don't put anything on his back. I just want to see this game and consume it for what he's trying to bring. Because like every beautiful chef, they want to show you a different masterpiece. They don't want to give you the same flavors all the time. So I think Todd has something really cooking with this one. And, and he's really proud of the, the partnership that he's having with Microsoft and the game that they're going to get out. And I don't think it's going to be anything close to uh, Fallout 76, regardless to what team was involved or, or not involved or what net code was used or wasn't used. I believe this is a culmination of all the stuff that he has learned and his team. And they're going to bring this to the point where it's going to be what he wants you to consume and i and i like gordon ramsay it's going to be a masterpiece for those people that want to consume this to add to that king there's no way in the world microsoft or todd howard is going to let a fallout 76 situation happen with this game nope. after what happened nope. before yep no way yeah. no way is that going to happen this game is, i'm gonna i'm gonna do one of your predictions your, your bold predictions king <laughs> this game is going to be game of the year 2023 yeah it absolutely is what yeah, I, in 2023 2023, well, Starfield to be Starfield. specific. This yes, game. that game. Mm -hmm. I'm calling it now. I'm doing one of your so, bold predictions. So your knees is involved. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I'll leave. I'll leave the knee capping to you. But okay. So all right. So this is how it works, right? Uh, <laughs> you said that it'll be uh, game of the year, I right? Think so and I can take the field, mm -hmm. right? The field now, is, and I just told you. I know you, we got Breath of the Wild too. I know we got that coming. We don't know what's gonna happen next year. We're in a <laughs> pandemic, right? So right. we don't know what's gonna happen. A lot of games get delayed and banned out, and we what we hey, uh, that might fall the next year, right? I yes, mean, a year yeah, after. True. So we have absolutely no idea. We don't even know the slate of next year, to be honest with you. But I am confident enough, sir, that I will take the field. <laughs> <laughs> and listen i could lose miserably i'd be proud to give you my knees mm. i don't care but it, it's a lot i believe and i'm just talking about from microsoft itself mm -hmm. they're going to be rolling on all cylinders once this acquisition comes down with activision i don't know what's going yeah, Diablo, Diablo 4 does come out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a tough it's, year. 
It's 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 well no you know what it's going to be it's going to be a great year for gamers because we're Absolutely. going to be eating good uh, especially if you have Xbox Game Pass uh, specifically uh, you know there's going to be a ton of Activision games a ton of Bethesda games a ton of Microsoft first party games it's 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 just going to be ridiculous and again Sony. Sony's we don't know what Sony's going to do, right? Yep. Like, you know, we don't know if God of War is next year. We don't know if it's this year. They might have, you know, supposedly Faction is going to release for them next year. Maybe one of their other games as a service titles will Spider release. Man 2 Spider Man 2 is next year. Is, yeah. is expected for holiday of next year. That's going to oh, be that would be my game of the year right there. <laughs> I, I don't think Spider Man 2 will get it. I think at the very least, Diablo 4. Uh, Starfield and I would say Breath of the Wild are going to be nominated. Breath of the Wild is going to be Breath of the Wild is definitely candidate. Yeah, they did Spider Man wrong the first time. All right, so (laughs) you better not mess up this time. If it come out next year, I'm going to stage a revolt. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Listen, uh, gentlemen, let 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 me catch up with some of the super chats, and we'll get into uh, the last topic of the show, folks. And this one is this one is going to be a good conversation. I think we're going to have an adult conversation regarding. Uh, Microsoft's development uh, and uh, what we think about it. That's a question uh, that I have brought up to Boxenberger. Uh, we've talked about this before, and we're going to kind of talk about it again. Uh, but Brick Brigham drops a very additional $5 super chat. says, we'll be upset if your mom outweighs the needs for the many is not a dialogue option for an insult in Starfield. Just kidding. Uh, that Some of their, 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 their conversations are ridiculous. But look, this is where we get serious, folks. Um, as great as Xbox has done, as many things that they've done for uh, the betterment of gaming, right? You know, the Xbox Series X is a monster of a console. It's Little Man Series S, breaking numbers left and right. It's it, it, for the price, and it's expected to go down even further this fall. You, you can't argue in regards to hardware. Their controller, best on the market still. Um, I think that their controller, even without all of the bells and whistles that you get with the dual sense, I still think is a better controller uh, in every sense of the word. And, I, and, and, and again, even their elites are just fantastic. We've seen what they're doing in regards to giving us value. And in a time where it costs me, and I have a small truck, I have a, I have a, I have a Kia um, uh, Sor- uh, Sorento. So it, it's, it's, it's a smaller truck, six-cylinder, and it still costs me seventy plus dollars to fill up. Right? That's that's ridiculous uh, for gas. Um, when when money is an issue uh, for a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of families uh, in this world and other countries because of the economy, because of you know the pandemic and everything, uh, Microsoft is allowing you to be a part of the conversation for your ten dollars for just you know Game Pass regular or fifteen for Ultimate. So they've moved the industry forward in regards to value. Uh, they've uh, they've done some things with uh, PC gaming, right? We, you know, uh, they did some things with cloud gaming. They're leaders in cloud gaming. And as great as all of those things are, as as a magnificent as what they're doing, where they seem to fail, and this is the conversation I can't wait to have with with this incredible panel that we have, is the question of hands off ideology for development. And, and make what you want is this would this be considered a failed experiment do they need to kind of tighten it up a little bit because folks we can only go with what has been presented to us as podcasters right when we have the uh, when we have the information in front of us if you want to talk if you want to give some smoke to uh to to microsoft and it's well-deserved smoke in my opinion 
All you have to do is look at first party output, right? Now I get it. The pandemic is a thing. People working from home is a thing. Development from home is a new thing, right? People are still getting, figuring it out. Before it was hands-on, everyone hunched over a desk in one office making a game. Sometimes 60, 70, 100 people in the office. And they can't do that anymore because obviously people are afraid to get their families sick after they leave work. And I, I have no problems with that. But here's where the smoke comes. And again, it's not fire. It's simply smoke. And we hopefully they will have an answer for this at some point or another. But this is this is my critique. The last first-party AAA game that Microsoft gave us was December 5th of 2021, and that was Halo Infinite. It's a modern-day masterpiece, best Halo in the series. For me personally, outdoes three, which was my number one. Now Halo Infinite has moved to number one, in my opinion. I can have an opinion that strong because I have finished both of my battle passes. I, I know a lot of people have not even finished one, okay? Sure. I have hundreds of hours in uh, Halo Infinite, both single player and multiplayer. So I am allowed to have an opinion. It's the best Halo that they have put out yet. Um, but with that said, let's look at the facts that has been presented to us. December 5th, 2021, the next first party AAA game that we're going to get potentially spring 2023. That's a 15-month block, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, burn uh, Redmond down. I'm saying that we're going to have an adult conversation of why the hands-off mentality needs to be shifted to a little bit more supervision. Now, I'm not a developer. I'm a podcaster. I'm retired law enforcement. I don't know about development. But as a consumer, as someone that's invested in the brand, I'm paid up until Game Pass until the end of 2024. And when I can add another year, when it's on sale, I will do so. I will do every Black Friday. I get, I get a year. I get a year. I get a year. And I keep doing it like that because I'm retired. I don't work overtime anymore. So my monies are limited. So Game Pass for me works. With all of that said, I want to go to first to Boxenberger. You and I have had this conversation. You have been probably even more stern regarding this because you work in an industry where you have to have things done at a certain time to get the product out there yeah. let, let's let, let's talk about this for a second 15 months boxenberger between AAA releases yeah. that is a problem and i think that when you look at as many studios as they're gonna have folks they're gonna have over 35 studios once abk is done 35 studios my biggest issue and my biggest critique for uh, for Xbox and Phil Spencer himself has talked about this is their cadence on delivering their first party titles. It's it's dragging in the sand. It needs change has to come. What do you think about this, Boxenberger? Yeah, I mean, you already brought up a lot of great points, and I'm I'm with you there. Um, if we look at what Xbox has right now, let's leave ABK out because they don't belong just yet to, to Microsoft. They will next year, but this year they don't. But Xbox still already has 23 studios and we know 30 plus games in the making. And um, with 30 plus games in the, being in active development right now, you're not having a, a single um, major release in 15 months. Um at least 15 months, yeah. Um, so obviously, um, there is something wrong uh, in, in 
in their scheduling, in the way how they organize and manage uh, their studios or their projects, something is is obviously um, not not going uh, as they as they hope. The thing is, of course, you can't just ho sit there and hope for things to get better. You have to take action. Um, I know that Mike, why Microsoft did the or, or has touched or is using this hands-off mentality. Yeah, when they had to shut down Lionhead and when they um, had all these development issues, it was out there. A lot of developers, studios complained that Microsoft is too hands-on, over-managing, micromanaging, not giving creative freedom, etc., etc. We heard it all. And now Microsoft kind of overreacted, yeah, um, and chose a complete hands-off mentality. And obviously, that's not working either. So, yeah, um, is this an, an issue? Obviously, um, because... Um, We know that almost every publisher is suffering from delays and problems um, getting the games out, um, especially because of the pandemic. But none of these publishers has <laughs> that big of a gap in their in their portfolio. Um, and you don't have to only look at Sony. Uh, I know people always try to compare it with the, with Sony, but you can also look at a Ubisoft, an EA, whatever. Did all those games that they can uh, bring out? hit exactly where they where the developers wanted those games to be if you, we look at the mess that was battlefield obviously not um but still um they have found ways to to have a um consistent pipeline of games and microsoft just don't so yeah i'm with you boom this hands off mentality um i don't see that as as the proper way to handle those studios um because otherwise we would have games. Um, and like you said, maybe that's because I work in a different industry. I've worked in... in but the thing for me is I have worked in many different industries in my career. I've worked in the semiconductor industry, the automotive industry, in the entertainment uh, industry, electro, uh, entertainment electronic industry. Um, I've, I've worked in all the easy, different industries as an engineer. And um, I've... Or learned a few things along the line um, when you and it really doesn't matter what you are developing and um, sometimes you just have to have certain quality gates certain pressure you have to put on on certain staff people working on on, on things to get things done uh, it just is what it is if you the more freedom you give people the more they will use it and then you end up with a pipeline empty like Xbox pipeline is right now. So I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying um, that, um, that we have necessarily the wrong people in, in the wrong places because for that X, the team, the management team and Xbox has done too many good things for gaming in general um, and the gaming industry um, over the last years. You just mentioned a few. Like they, we have the great console now, but uh, look at what Game Pass uh, did, what they did for BackCompat and all these things. Awesome stuff that we don't want to miss anymore. So I'm not saying we have the wrong people in place, but sometimes in these big corporations, you have a certain 
well, mentality, uh, certain leadership principles that, that you want to uphold and you, you kind of have to uphold um, because it's just company policy. But then that brings you into, into these issues where we are right now. And who's to say that this won't happen again? We know they have all these games coming out now in a very, very short time. Who doesn't say that, for instance, if they don't align their pipeline properly, we don't have another gap in 25 or 26 or something like that. We don't just don't know. Um, so, yeah, um, it is. I'm, I'm not a project manager in, in, in the ga in game development industry. I am a project manager <laughs> in another industry. I have to manage uh, certain projects. And I know that there are certain management techniques out there uh, that just help you with these kind of things. And one big part of this is, of course, uh, regular quality control. Let me give you the example of Starfield. If like a, quality, a certain quality team came in last year to Bethesda and checked upon the status and and we they they notice okay they are not gonna get this done in another year you could have sent in technical help play testers whatever they require yeah. to to make these course corrections because i know some people act out there that uh, like as the game would have been canceled but obviously it's only a delay of like four or five months something in in that um a uh, length so you don't and you can't you really can't tell me that if you knew like summer last year oh we are probably running like four or five months late with this game that you couldn't have course corrected that by simply adding a bit of extra money or extra staff or whatever you need depending on what the problem was yeah so um Yeah, obviously, Microsoft needs to install some sort of, uh, uh, like I said, quality control on a, uh, 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 on a regular basis. And you have to have certain quality gates that these studios kind of have to meet. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, I know people don't want to hear that. Um, but if we are honest, this year is, is disappointing. Um, yeah from a first party perspective um and and i just don't want to want that to happen um like especially xbox fans have been waiting for many many years and it's always the same story just wait the games are coming just wait the games are coming um and i know that the the future looks super bright but this year it's it's very very light uh, in in terms of what we get to play so you yeah, I thought you were going to say this year looks dim. You that was a nice play on words. You missed that on. <laughs> yeah, you know, real quick, and again, I, I understand <laughs> that people are going to get in their feels over this conversation. This this isn't us, you know, beating on, uh, you know, saying that, you know, the, you know, th throwing the bag that uh, throwing the towel. Microsoft is done, but as as Microsoft first gamers, I'm sorry to say this this is look. I'm not going to quote the person that said this because we had a, con a, a, a a private conversation, but I, I'm going to say, remember, I said this. Uh, and as, as someone that has enjoyed Xbox as my brand for over 20 years, looking at their first party output versus other years, this is going to go down, folks, in Xbox history as the worst year For Xbox first party. Now I say that with absolute respect because there is a pandemic. There are there are things, there are some concerns for sure. No one's no one's taking away from that. But the fact is that I'm an honest person and I take full responsibility for what I said. And I know Microsoft specifically, there are teams that listen to this show. I'm very privileged for that. I don't take that for granted. I've been told that 
by its Microsoft internal uh, conversations. They they like the way I present myself and 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 present the brand. And I'm being honest here. I, I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be console war esque. I'm 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 speaking truths. And, and and Phil Spencer has discussed this. They need to do better when it comes to their cadence. And this is one of those examples. Now, is it is it my, is, is Microsoft going to have a bad year next year? No, they're going to have quite an amazing year. And you know, look, folks. The reason why I brought this up is because this comes off a conversation that Dual, uh, Dual Shockers, uh, they did an article where apparently they were at the show. And again, you know, Matt Booty was was heard saying that they have so many games in the pipeline, it's actually having trouble scheduling the releases. And even though that's probably true because they do have so many games in the pipeline, well over 30 games in development from what we understand, it might be more. That you know, you, you I wouldn't personally have said that for anyone to hear uh, publicly, yeah. whether I was speaking or not, because of what happened for 2022, where it's a year that's going to be very light. And I saw some people in the chat saying, "Hey, what about um, you know, Pentiment?" Well, Pentiment's not a AAA game. Pentiment <laughs> is <laughs> pen, pen, okay. you know, Pentiment <laughs> is a, a, a game developed yeah. by 12 people. Uh, Deathloop. A great game. It's not I, coming this year. A lot of people I tell you that it's not coming this year. I, I think Sony is going to put the banana in the tailpipe, folks, and yeah, I think that there. we're not going to get that game until next year uh, because of contractual things that Microsoft said they would they would honor. And I if think, that, in fact, is the case, then it really is nothing other well, than I think that's year. another problem right there. Though I think that's another problem you highlighted yes. right there. Yeah, a lot of people say I'm tired of the niceness yeah. that Microsoft that yeah. does. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, had a whole I would just debate. pay the money and break the contract. I had a whole that's what de- I would do. I had a whole debate with somebody on Twitter the other day. Uh, and I was basically saying, like, Microsoft has to stop playing nice on certain things. And yeah. like, they're not playing nice. They acquired Bethesda, ABK. Yeah, they're doing some things great. But I'm not saying they're not doing anything. I'm just saying when there are certain things that you can do to, to make your platform undeniable, do it. When they had the deals with uh, letting them get Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, I would have canceled that plan immediately. Like, nope, yeah. you're nope, not getting no. anything. We just bought yeah, it. We'll just pay. We'll just pay. Business operation. But they could have. They could have gave the money back. I would have. I promise. I would be a very different feel. I would be a like. Here you go. I don't need. I'd have been like. I don't need your money. We we good over here. I would have given them money back. I would have destroyed that little relationship. Sony. If this was Sony, this is not how it works, man. It isn't. I'll say on paper, you'd love for them to cancel the deal, but the truth matter is is microsoft is doing things the way they know how to do business right and it's fine it's good business because that that they're listen these guys are their partners all right let's stop acting like so yes sony sony is microsoft yeah this this guy is sony's microsoft partner yeah listen sony actually sends checks to Microsoft for using the the, the cloud services. Oh yeah, yeah. but they're yeah. not going to sh- suddenly stop do using it because of that. But oh, you didn't you let us get those two games. We're going to stop. You, That's you not how it's going to work. You, you can't. <laughs> you can't do business that way, right? It's like, listen, we have contracts. We work with these people. First of all, you know, uh, I, I got to give I got to give big respect, you know, to Phil. As far as keeping his word with certain things, to be yeah, no, he's you, he's an honorable you know, uh, gentleman. There's no un- honorable dude. Yeah. When it comes to yeah. business, what what what's, what what it is is what it is. You know, if these if they had these contracts and this if breaking a contract does not hurt Sony, it hurts the Sony fan. 
right? And if and if you're a gamer, if you and he's a gamer, because this is the difference, you want everybody to play, mm-hmm. right? As 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 a real game, as a let's you know, we got to keep it a hundred and fifty. As a real gamer, we don't care how you play, where you play, just get in and play. That's all we want. Yeah, we, King, we all want to meet at the park I, and play. I hear you, but King, I got to challenge that, brother. Challenge it. Because you say he wants everybody to play, but that's not his job. His job is to have us playing over here on Xbox. Okay. I couldn't so, care less about if I'm still uh, uh, no, no. That's I couldn't that's not care less about, but it is. That's his job. That, his that job, job is not to cater to PlayStation. Right that job that you said right there, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. that's not his job. His job is not just to worry about the Xbox gamer. His job is to worry about any 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 platform that holds Game Pass because Game Pass is the platform, right? The, the so that's a PC gamer, and it's it, it could change to be a Nintendo gamer. It could change to be a, a Sony gamer. If 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 you ruffle the feathers, right, on Sony side, would they be more applicable to 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 have a Xbox a Game Pass on their platform? No, but that's the thing, though, King. I would argue right now. I, I would right. I would bet right now. If you ask most people in the chat, if you put a poll up right now, right, the majority, the grand majority of those people in there, if you said, "Do you want uh, Game Pass on PlayStation?" The most would say, "What would be the use of me having an Xbox?" His job is not to cater to PlayStation gamers. No, his their his mind job is, is set. To grow the platform. That's right. His but his platform is here. Now he's the not going to. Platform gonna, is bigger than Xbox. But I get that for far as PC, but PC. No, I'm mean, talking about globally. But, but the, the, the whole man, you're not going to move. Let's let's put it like this. Right. Are is is PlayStation going to move hardcore Xbox gamers to PlayStation? No. Uh, it's, that's it's, that's it's, not the thing. It, but it is because some of those people are stuck. You're never leaving PlayStation. He's never going to convince them by being nice to them that okay, oh, come over to Xbox. But you're not, not going to convince anyone by being mean. Yeah, right? but okay. I think so you'll if get I have more. a contract with you, right? Uh huh. If uh, check this out. If okay, I'm gonna give you a good one, really good one, right? Okay. Really good one. You go in and you sign a contract to pick up a car, right? Let's right. let's say you, you're getting a new Tesla, mm-hmm. right? You walk in, you sign a contract to get the new Tesla. Now somebody comes and buys the dealership. You're coming back that next day. Would it be in that guy's best interest to tear up your contract for that Tesla that you're supposed to get that day? Or would it be good for him to honor the deal that was put in place before the previous management had it? Yeah, I, I can see your point there, right? <laughs> Absol- absolutely. But I, this is what okay. I'll feed you back. Go ahead. Would, so, would Sony do what you just said? I don't care about Sony. I, but that's my point. That's why he should. That's why. Hold on, hold on. That's why he should not care about Sony. But because Sony absolutely do what I just said that he should do. Well, it's forming. Sony is cutthroat when it comes. It's forming their demise, though. I don't you, think it you, is. It, it, I think it, their demise is greatly exaggerated, King. I don't. No, think, I don't. I don't think you it's going look anywhere. At the walls closing in, right? The walls are closing in. How many times will people? You know, the Final Fantasy thing is really taking it to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people outrage and, and, and pissed. Oh no, off I was upset things. with that. I mean, I have it. I have Final Fantasy Seven, the PS4 Collector's right. Edition. But I I wanted to play it on the Xbox. I, I had people tell me I had boom. Well, I didn't buy it because I was waiting. Yes. All right. So what do you do to that individual when you continue to doing these practices? Those individuals stop purchasing from your situation. They they it literally jades them against your product. I can understand how Phil is working, right? 
And I can see it. Some games won't go to the platform. And I'm cool with that. I don't I don't care. Right. But to rip up contracts, I I, I don't I'm I'm not a proponent for that because that's like going against your word. Like somebody put something in place before you were there, and just because you own the situation, mm-hmm. you can have total disregard for those other people's well-being. I just feel that's I, bad. I don't, I don't think it's right? for their well-being though. But I also challenge this: that's right. not going. That's not going back against Field Word. Will Phil never said that he, he never that. did it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they didn't. He didn't make that deal. Yeah. As as as, as my brother. But what if it was say, part of the stipulations in the sale? It could have been. I mean, we don't know, right? I don't know. Right. It's possible. Is, so to, to that saying, end, I'll give you that much. But I, I'm it's, just it's saying just I know to models and how businesses should be done. But yeah. the, the overarching uh you know thing that you know we're talking about here, we just derailed it completely. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it's you it's know, listen, it's, this is a, uh, this is a conversational podcast, so whichever way it goes, it's fine. But the, the mismanagement is, part though, the management issues yeah. at Microsoft continue to be one that is questioned now like i said i want i want to reiterate this is not us dumping on microsoft they're my favorite brand so much so i have two shows a week dedicated to them right i'm in the bag they have me in the bag but the truth of the matter is is that as a consumer i have a freaking right to say, hey, listen, I'm not a big fan of the way this is this is this is going down. Mm-hmm. And Boxenberger and I, I think, bring up incredible points about potentially having. I saw some people in the chat. Hold on a sec. It was a uh, 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 Google Poe. He says, "Do you want them to go back to being micromanagement?" No. There is a happy medium somewhere in there. That that's exactly the the point. It doesn't have to be always black and white. It, there's yeah. a middle ground. And yeah, I feel like sometimes sometimes <laughs> Microsoft overreacts. We have seen that with this 12-month thing. Uh, now, at the showcase as well, it's also something where I feel like they overreacted. Like, last year, some people were complaining, of course, it's only CGI, and now they removed those completely. Right. There's a middle ground to be found. Yeah? They do. They, they, um, they, they over, oh, sometimes they overcompensate, and this 12 months thing yeah. is a perfect it's, it's example. Only one did, did you guys, is the bad did you guys apple, not like Did you guys not like that they did the 12 month transition? I you love know? it. I thought it was. I don't. I thought it was. I, I, I love. I love it now because. No, no. I. I tell you what. He, here's the thing, guys. You know, it, it's funny because we're going to have this conversation or, or a similar overarching conversation on tomorrow night's prime time. Uh, but I, I will say this in conjunction to what was just said. If your E3 plans are going to give us to 12 months, zero problems with that. That is not a problem. That is that is fantastic because you're telling me as consumer, hey consumer. This is what you're getting in 12 months with a little asterisk. You know, we, we, we hope we get there, but this is what our plans are. That's fine. That's wonderful because it shows you a plethora of games for your subscription service that you're paying for. So you're so you cannot complain. The issue that needs to be addressed, and again, we're going to talk about it tomorrow night's primetime gaming, is the fact that Microsoft currently does not have enough shows. That is an absolute fact. They do not have enough shows. They wait for the one year, you know, let's just, let's, you know, let's do this one big banger show. And after that, we'll see you when we see you. We'll use the Keeley. Stop using Jeff Keeley like you do. Do not depend on him. Yes, put something there. Get people excited for your one, you know, your your, your one big banger there, your, your big surprise. But Microsoft, if they want to do this 12 months, 
this is what you're getting thing, which again, I'm not a big fan of because we as consumers, our 12 month calendar is January 1st to December 31st. We, we, we don't talk in absolute the way they do in business. Hey, this is the fiscal year. This is what you're getting. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I'm going to be honest with you because most people don't even understand what the heck the fiscal year is. Some people do and some people <laughs> don't. Like, what the hell is the fiscal year? It's right. from, from this part of the year, June 30th or July 1st until June 30th the following year. That is in business, that the, the 12 months that Microsoft is working on, which yeah. is not something that we should be uh, – uh, uh, privy to because we're consumers are we're, we're when it comes to that we're not in the business we're normies we're, we're we're customers my 12 months is much different than what business is so don't bring that up to me i think that's ridiculous <laughs> but if you want to if you want to do that that's fine you want to tell me what's coming out in the next 12 months from your december i mean from your uh, you know june show to your june show not a problem but at the same point we cannot duck our hand, heads in the sand and suggest that I don't want to know what's coming further than that. And they can rectify that by having scheduled, even if they're just taped, EXO yeah. events that shows the future of the brand. They yeah. can do both. They can walk and chew gum at the same time. Sometimes yeah. they choose not to, though. Yeah, I think it comes down to a lot of ways that they, they uh, you know attack certain situations. And I, that goes to my point of where I was saying that I feel they need to be more aggressive in some ways. And the whole nice guy thing is probably the wrong word we're using, <laughs> but it feels that way because you, as an Xbox gamer, you start to feel second class when you have your first party games on PlayStation, but we cannot get them or, yeah. or we have to wait, like you said, 15 months before we get a first party, a major first party, you know, triple A type of game. You start to feel second class after a minute. You know what I mean? And yeah. especially, especially if God of War drops later this year, you're really going to hear people complaining, you know. Well, that's the last gen game. Well, they're still going to complain, like, oh, they put out a first party game, you know what I mean? We got, and, we got, we got next generation games, this generation games coming, and they I catching up the PlayStation I, 4 butters. <laughs> I, I get you, I'm just saying, like, the narrative is not going to be about it being that last gen, it's going to be yeah. about it being a great game, great first party game, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be. I'll be in it for my PS5, you know. But my thing is, is we just we get that well, second class PlayStation Four and still did what you doing? I, yeah, I still got mine. <laughs> I need to do something with it. <laughs> it's, right. it's funny though because both of them kind of collecting dust. I'm on my Xbox. Oh yeah, mine, mine been collecting dust. Right, but it's just I just think that the narrative that we get, at least the feeling we get as Xbox gamers, is that we get to feel like second class citizens, and I think Microsoft, Phil, and their team have to get out of that. Yeah, and that's you know as far as. Um, approaching to games we can't keep using the whole oh COVID, COVID. it gets tiresome because it, it and the reason why i know it is everybody. it is a real thing i don't want to deny yeah. that it is right we know it is but my only thing is to say in that same meantime and i know other teams are affected on other like nintendo and playstation but they're still right. getting games no breath of the wild yeah but it's coming next year right and this is what they say right but we don't true. know right we, i i don't doubt it was it, supposed to be this year true and but then you got god of war supposedly although hey, well, that, that was supposed be to be in uh 21 in 21 was they it? lied about or, that or was it 20 21 no it was lied. 21 it's 20. yeah, 21 right they clearly they were, lied but, though. but but okay that was Nobody's clearly holding their feet to the fire though right they, they should right. be i held them to the fire for it. i was like yeah they lied and All you know right. i even talked you to some playstation gamers and they were like yeah we know they lied of course they didn't complain but yeah advocate no, I hear you. But my, my thing is, it's just the, the feeling we get 
because of that. And like, like boom, said 15 months without a first party. That's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow right there. You know what I mean? Without a major first party. Now you, we talk about Pentiment King. I don't think you're going to be popping in Pentiment anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Turn up Pentiment. Yeah. I don't think you'll be popping up on Pentiment trying to solve a little murder mystery. I don't think that's going to happen. If if I may quote our very good brother, uh, Mag, a middle-aged game guy, he said, Oh God, it's it's Bible the game. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that clip. He said, what the hell is this? He said, what the hell is this? Oh, he God. So he went, oh, so no. Yes, <laughs> he's he's going so to be infamous for that. Listen, <laughs> look, the truth of the matter is, is that I know there's a lot of people in the chat that might disagree. And we hear you. When, again, this is this is not us jumping or piling on the rabbit. If you're an old school Bugs Bunny fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is a conversation that we that that I think we are entitled to have. It's a conversation that we need to have. No one is saying throw your you know throw your throw your Xboxes or or saw your Xboxes in half like we saw some specifically ridiculous dude do with his PlayStation Spider-Man special edition, <laughs> which would my man blaze. Yeah, we love him, but I, I just bet. Yeah, I, you got to be a man of your word. I guess. I and guess. I respect it because I have a chainsaw hand. I told him that I was going to go to his house and chainsaw his PlayStation if he wanted me to. Good, good. You know what? Good on you if you take those kind of bets. But I'm just saying. No, he took that bet. Yeah, I, I know I'm you wouldn't. You, you're, not, you're not. You're not throwing money out the window. But no, the, the truth of the matter is, is that we we're not, uh, you know, abandoning the brand. We're not, you know, throwing up the Sony flags and saying that they are better. Uh, what we're saying is there there is a conversation to be had. There is an adult conversation that we can have about saying that, hey, listen, you know, uh, 15 months between first party AAA releases, it, it, it's a problem. It has to be addressed. I, I Phil address Spencer it. knows it, it, it's, it's a problem. I can address it. Bro. Yeah, please. By, by all means. Okay. Say, 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 well, you know. let's 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 be real. There's only one studio that needs management. It's <laughs> three, four, three. Okay. So I, knew it I mean, we, we, listen. I I love three, four, three. I love Bonnie Ross. I love the whole team. Listen, I don't. I'm I'm not going to sit there and tell you I know everything that went inside that pie. Uh, to you know, to make that wonderful uh, you know, pie. You know, Halo came out, and I don't know how they pulled it across that finish line, but that game for me. You've never had a Master Chief move as uh, oh no, agile Halo Infinite as, is a as, masterclass yes, achievement. It's, 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 it's There's beautiful. no doubt about it. Yes, but they needed that time. They needed the time. All right, and and the game that's a cross generation game. Now the games that we're looking at now, the games that we're talking about now, is current generation games. Get, guys, we are in the, the this is the next gen. We yeah. are in it right now. Yep. So we're looking at current generation games. All right. So a lot of times people want to look across the street and say, well, you know, Sony put out uh, two first party games this this year, and that's cross generational games. All they did was upres the assets and. Uh, put it out on both platforms and, you know, divided the money up or whatever. Um, and, and, and I know you're going to say, well, King, it's not that just simple. You know, they, they added some dual sense to it, too, as, as well. Shut up. Um, <laughs> still a last generation game uh, being sold to you as a current generation game, which is which is isn't. Forza Motorsports is a current generation game. 
And if you're going to play that game on your Xbox One X, you'll probably be doing so by the cloud. Yeah. All right. Um, because this game is made from the ground up for current gen. As far as a lot of these other games that is coming from the Microsoft camp right now. So this year you have a doth of games and they're going to make sure the game pass uh, looks well. And then you know, you're going to say, oh, well, it was the mismanagement of this and was that. They remember when it was dancing by itself and they threw out the Halo and they said, oh, man. How does the halo look? And we got woken up to Craig face. Remember that? I didn't know what was going on with that. And I found out what it was about. And I was like, I thought it was, I thought it was a joke, but no, it was actually assets in the game that people use to mock the game. Okay. They didn't want this. I'm pretty sure when I saw Starfield, I'm glad they did show it because Starfield looked like it still needed some work. Redfall looked like it still needed some work. Redfall out of the two is the more polished the more ambitious one of course is going to be the less polished one because it's by far infinitely a generational title right so if it needs the time give it the time redfall looks like it needs a couple of little bit more things and that's ready to go they have titles that are ready to go but do you want to fall into the same old rigor mode where you get a game out and you patch it later yeah, you, no, can't you want you want have, you want a game to release right. as a banger. Yeah, you can't have it both yeah. ways. No one wants that. Yeah. So, ev- for everybody that's complaining, and I know you're sick and tired of wait next year, wait next year. I'm not telling you to wait next year. I'm telling you to get up and go sit down inside your living room right now and turn on your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inside your Game Pass. That's mm-hmm. what I'm telling you now. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the only thing. The person, the Xbox guy that's complaining probably doesn't have Game Pass, right? Because if you're complaining, you probably don't have Game Pass because if you do have Game Pass, you really have nothing to complain about because you have- Well, they dropped like seven play. games of the Game Pass today. Yeah, it's just, it's bonkers. Yeah. I wake up and go to Game Pass and I check to see what's there. To give you an insight, we were at PAX East. We did <laughs> the interview- with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we played it. We had the developer. We had the uh, the, the cartoonist. We had the illustrator. We had the level designer there, everybody. Not one person let out the bag that it was coming to Game Pass. Day and day. Not one person. And I spoke to at least six or seven people. We got the interviews at LordsOfGamer.net. We was the first people with this stuff. And then to find out that it drops inside Game Pass. That's why I said it's the gift that keeps on giving, and the yeah, game 100%. is fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it's it's truly the. I, I've said this before. You can quote me on saying this. It is the true Xbox exclusive. So if 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 you guys are feeling a little bit down, I I, I suggest you go out and subscribe to Game Pass. Check out and see what they got to offer. Now, yeah, if you're no, a new I, subscriber. It's a dollar for like three months for something that's well. Right now to June 30th, as a matter of fact. Yeah, until June 30th, which you still have about a week to go, you can get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for a buck for three months. If if you're not already subscribed, and again, I'm not getting anything from Microsoft to tell you that. I'm just telling you as a gamer, from one gamer to another, if you are new to the brand, uh, you instantly have a backlog as tall as I am, and I'm six feet 209. So I'm a big dude. 
and uh, you will have a, 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 an instant backlog, uh, not only in just older games, but new games which continue to drop. I will going to say this, King. You 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 make a lot of great points. Uh, obviously, you 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 know, for you, Game Pass is the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, exclusive, and it's awesome. And no one's no one's going to challenge that. But again, just kind months, of no first you know, party. Just, what's that? I said fifteen months, no first party. Yeah, no, no. It it it's look. The next game I hope that they get. I don't know if anyone's. Uh, we're going to be talking about this on Breakfast of Boom on Thursday because I have to talk about this game. Oh my God, Evil West. Looks yes. like it's potentially oh, yeah. going to be my in, in the running for my game of the year. It I is everything it. I've always wanted in That's an over the shoulder game. I would uh, right now, as of today, it's not an X game, Xbox Game Pass. No people are asking. Sarah, I know she she might be listening to the show. Uh, Sarah Bond, go get that game. Go get that game into Xbox Game Pass. It's that would be a monster, a monster edition. Right, it looks. Um, it could be because I don't. We did the interview for that game too. We got footage of that game too. Yeah, I know. I yep. just don't trust these people no more. No, they, 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 they ain't willing to talk to talk. But listen, real quick before we get on, didn't tell you, huh? yeah, before work. before we get everyone out of here, I got to catch up with some of the super chats. We had um, Max the Lazy Otaku drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says Microsoft tends to overdo when fixing themselves. They should just supervise the studios and make sure people are working and give nudges if they are slipping into or send them help and, and, and if, if need be drawn tj drops an additional five hours super chat and says i want mods in starfield so i can fly the halo ships oh my god that would be dope and star <laughs> yeah, wars right. ships that would be even yeah. better andrew cullion drops a two dollars super chat thank you for that andrew thank you for being here as well i don't care who made the game i play him I play on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's true. Game Pass is, again, the true exclusive. Drawn TJ drops an additional $2 super chat and says, if Sony owed them, they would cut them, cut, cut it off from us. Yeah, so, again, yep. Sony does things. They're a little more cutthroat than uh, Microsoft is. They're unapologetic on the, what they do. They really are, and they flaunt it. That is Sony. Uh, I'm not saying Microsoft needs to be Sony. I'm saying Microsoft needs to be a little bit more cutthroat in my opinion but again they i like what I, I like up. what they're doing i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm you know it, it, again this was an adult conversation everyone yeah. knocked it out of the park people in the it, chat you guys and gals were great uh i want to thank you for uh you know for being here for supporting double barrel gaming i saw i just checked uh, as i was going through the super chats on 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 YouTube, I got a couple new subs, which is always awesome. Uh, if you are new here, please consider subscribing. If you're already here, you're already subscribed, hit the like button. And uh, let me get everyone out of here. We'll start first with Umbra Infinite. I want you to sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your incredible podcast weekly. And more importantly, where can people strike up a conversation on the social media? Well, I'm thinking of starting the OnlyFans where people can talk with me. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I think oh, we related. It might not be such a bad <laughs> idea. I've gotten myself in too much trouble with my voice, though. But I was going to ask a specific question, but I'm not going to ask because we're at the end of this. But I would say, yeah, you guys can find me, of course, on the Xbox Infinite podcast on Fridays at 8 EST. It's a little late. But, uh, King, we got to get you on there sometime in YouTube box. Yes, Burger. sir. You've already had the great boom on there before, so we got it eventually Absolutely. again. But yeah, uh, and of course you can find me on Twitter. Of course, under Infinite Umbro, Umber Infinite, you will find me one way or another. And uh, we're giving away an Xbox Series S to a, a subscriber of ours. He won through the drawing. We had a nice little 
uh, watch party where people came through and then he won in the end. So uh, nice. I'm going to give him congrats on that. And yeah, thank you all. Thank you all for, you know, the nice talk today and boom for inviting me through again. Uh, well, my, our pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for that. King David, sell your brand, brother, and you got a lot to sell. Lordsofgaming.net, one of the best websites to get your to get your uh, your news for all platforms. You also have the King of Statues. You also have, well, we talked about it earlier, ILP, one of the best shows on, 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 on all the social media aspects and, of course, YouTube. To everyone where they can find you specifically if they want to strike up a conversation on social media. Well, you can find me at King David OTW on Twitter. Uh, that's the same thing on my Xbox gamer tag and on PlayStation is Xbox 360 level 01. Nice. Um, that's the reason why I'm probably banned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably uh log in today to try to get that uh fixed up. Um no, it, we had a great conversation today. Uh, Umbra, oh, fantastic. Finally uh, getting a chance to, you know, meet you. And, you know, since we have our interactions on Twitter, and like I said, I'm always available to jump on people podcasts. I have no problem. Same, brother. Burger. Appreciate you. You know I love everything about you, my brother. Uh, I do appreciate Thank you. you and, I, and I love the growth in your channel. Boom, you're my brother. I told Thank you. you just came back off for a vacation. He hit me. He was like, "Are oh, you gonna be?" I said, "Hell yeah, boom! I owe you one." Because uh, Friday I was on with uh, Randall Thor, and I also did Web Dave, and I was supposed to do Boom earlier in the day, but I didn't get back in time to. You, do, you only know, have so much time in the day, brother. We got you. It is what it is. But when your brother's call, you know you want to be there, especially when you can. But um, it was fantastic talks. I, I can say this though. I just want to say this. Um. For everybody that's a little bit disheartened with how Microsoft is moving, you move like that when you're second place, right? Uh, PlayStation has garnered and, and and scratched and clawed and fought Nintendo and Sega in the streets and gaming streets for a very long time. And they, they earned every accolade that they receive right now. So sometimes they get a little bit passes here and there. But that stuff is wearing thin. Microsoft, remember, was the publisher of the year for Metacritic. And I think that meant something to them. So they're trying to put out the best products as, as, as when they come out, you know, so they can continue that same uh, good feeling when it comes to games. And I think these next games and the reason why they were delayed, because they want to have that standard upheld. So don't have don't be disheartened. Just let's get good games and let's, you know, keep the light on, play some game pass and just let's keep having fun. You know, add me because I'm playing all the time. You know, and just reach out so we can just enjoy these games. Yeah, absolutely, brother. And once and, and last and no way least, Boxenberger, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your Cult Eastwood level videos that you put out weekly and also your podcast, as well as where can people reach out to you on social media? First of all, thanks for having me again, Boom. Um, you know, it's always a blast on this show. It was very cool to chat with Infinite Umbra. Um, love your takes, awesome discussions, and King David, you know, it's always a blast with you on a show. Uh, <laughs> love the passion you bring. So, um, yeah, boom. Thanks for having me. People can find me everywhere on the Boxenberger. Um, like you said, on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, and of course, here on YouTube. I have my weekly videos. Uh, I 
didn't do one last week during the showcase week. I just didn't have the time. <laughs> there were so many other things to do. But I'm getting back. I'm actually working already on the next one. And each and every Thursday, I have my own podcast, The World of Gaming. It's a different format than uh, we have here on the Xbox Factor podcast, where I usually only have one guest. So we have a one-on-one conversation king david has been on you have been on this week it's going to be uh the insipid ghost luke lore and that i have the pleasure to to welcome and chat uh, games about the next week it's uh, it's gonna be i i have to confirm that (laughs) if i can already announce it but it's gonna we i have some great guests aligned and it's always a fun discussion on thursday 2 p.m eastern 7 p.m uk time or 8 p.m central europe so yeah, definitely check that out. And otherwise, boom, I can't wait for the next week to be back here. Yeah, appreciate that very much. And of course, I want to say a big thank you to the nearly 450 people we had here today. Thank you so much for making this another successful uh, episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. Help me share this out on the socials, of course, and uh, let people know about where they can check out Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, we also, I want to say a big thank you to all the Super Chats that come in. Obviously, those power the channel in order for us to do the giveaways. And we do have a big one coming up. Uh, Mrs. Boomstick, uh, at her request, we're doing and we're continuing the Christmas in July giveaway. $400 worth of digital giveaways. And all you got to do to win, folks, is be here in the chat. That will be coming in one of the upcoming uh, uh, Breakfast at Booms probably the second week maybe the second or third week in july we do this i think this is our third annual christmas in july and of course if you are a drop a super chat you get an additional entry if you are a channel member you get an additional entry and again to win even if you're not dropping super chats even if you're not a channel member you can win by simply just being in the chat and we let the picker do its thing and pick a winner and we're going to have several uh, we'll make announcements of what those gift cards will look like and how much they will be but at the minimum as of this today's show it's going to be $400 worth of digital giveaways and of course i want to say something that is important to me folks hopefully one day be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he said craig treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox factor podcast <laughs>